Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing good, sir? I'm good, Joel. I'm good. That's good. That's good. Now, I don't mean to, like, uh, shuffle you off to the that's side fine. too much. But I- I'm old news. Jo- it's okay. <laughs> we are joined by our very good friend today. Mr. Jesse, how are you doing, my good friend? I am good. I am a bit sniffly. I'm a bit cold. It's raining, but I am warmed in the, the glowing light of these two sweet boys. <laughs> oh, radiant oh yes. Thank you. You're too kind. Uh, yeah, Jesse is, of course, from Story Mode Gaming. Um, get over there and show them some love, please, because they do good stuff. Sometimes. And, yeah, yeah, their last episode was and, pretty good. I might be biased, yeah, but it yeah. wasn't too bad. It was pretty fun. I mean... The next one might be pretty good. Oh, <laughs> just saying. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, so what's been what's been going on with you guys this last couple of weeks and stuff? I've been like, busting my ass at work, and I want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, right, fair call. Yeah, fair call. Jesse, I saw Crimes of the Future yesterday, and I'm still very oh, uncomfortable. Oh, no. oh god, we've talked about that on this show. I haven't before, had a chance I'm... to watch it yet. Um, oh. I want to, but also I'm. I don't want to. It's like this weird, like. Are you worried program. about like the gratuitous flesh wounds? Like, frankly, I'm not excited about it. If I'm being honest. <laughs> okay, how can I put this? It's not as much as I expected, but you guys know me well enough to know that I expected a lot. <laughs> um, I don't really have a cap for that type of stuff. And this is like okay, cool. Um, but there is. Okay, this is, you can't really spoil a film like this. There's a chair in this film. Mm. Real, a real Cronenbergian chair called the, the Breakfaster. <sighs> and you sit in it and it's meant to like light up your body and help you help you eat. Okay, Because some people have, have trouble basically um, uh, swallowing food in, in this universe, in this dark, dark future. God. And this chair is meant to like realign your body to help you eat. What happened is you got Vigo Mornson sitting in it and it's just throwing him around wildly and it's meant to be this like weird like you know black mirror this could be the future sort of thing and it is the funniest thing every person <laughs> in the cinema cracked up laughing at it I don't think that's what he's going for is it, is it like that like thought activated massage thing from Futurama that Fry sits on <laughs> you will be shocked how close you are Oh, a God. mixture between okay. that and you know those little wooden toys. It'll be like a giraffe, and you press a button underneath it, and the strings loosen, so it like just collapses, and then you press the. Yep, yeah. It's a mixture between the future armor torture chair and some sort of wooden giraffe toy. Oh my God! All right. Oh, Jesus! That was the most off-putting part of the film. Oh, where did go, Aragorn? Okay. You know, he's he's in there. I mm. I do like Viggo Mortensen, so he's great. Uh, yeah, I I watched the I watched the trailer. The green band trailer was enough for me. I watched the red band one as well, but like, oh boy, oh, that's the thing. I'll just say that's it. I'll thing. say it. Apparently, word in the street is surgery is the new sex. That's, oh. that's what the movie's telling me. <laughs> oh. I mean, I can kind of pick apart like the the analysis of that in my mind i could start to think about how what that could be true but yeah okay oh boy cronenberg um, gonna cronenberg oh, cronenberg yeah. cronenberg's yeah. A, a bit much yeah. <laughs> i mean 
uh, uh, like from, from one aspect to the other, I mean, She-Hulk's still pretty good. So I I I just got like whiplash from that transition. <laughs> I had no other way that I could like transition from that. I was like, "This I can't. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for it, and hope no one notices." Didn't happen. Nah, so called it out. But uh, yeah, she looks pretty good. Madison <laughs> is my new favorite hero. Oh my god! So I great. will now only call Wong Wongers. Wongers Wongers is the Wongers. best. Oh, it's just, it's great. It's so fun to see what they're doing with, I mean, a lot of characters, but with Wong in particular, like just. He is literally it, Twitter armor. He is, whenever he, he is. shows up, I'm like, I'm in. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying the show, but like Wong just is like, okay, it's extra safe now because Wong is here. Yeah, exactly. And I love how the writers know that. And it's yeah. so, because obviously it's breaking the fourth wall so much. They mention it just like, Wong's here, everyone chill. <laughs> Yeah, it's all right. We'll get there soon. It's fine. I also like yeah. how the show's answering a lot of those dumb, like, you've had a few drinks, you're talking shit with your mates, you're talking about Marvel stuff, and you're just like, what happened to magicians? Like, if you're a magician in this world, what would happen to you? Exactly. Yeah. Answering these questions? Yep. I love yep. the way it's make, it's, it's you're interacting with this, how ridiculous this world must be now with these superhumans and sorcerers and, yeah. it's. I think the, the most fascinating thing for me is, like, being excited for going forward. Um you know, without spoiling anything, I guess, if you haven't watched it, but like um, having a, a, like a villain that is going to be sort of represented in a different, like be villainous for a different reason. And I think that's really fascinating. And I'm excited to see that um, play out over the course of the show. So oh, it's just, it's great. It's so much fun to watch. Like it's fun, but there, there was a genuine heartbreaking moment in that last episode. Minor spoilers for a show uh, that's a week old, I guess. Yes. But yeah, when yeah. um no, the whole one of the big plot points is, is she's trying to find a date, she's on, on Tinder. Oh yeah. And she sleeps with a guy and then he sees her not as she hulk and just leaves. It's like yep. that's really sad. It is. And and she, like even she, I mean, even Jen comments on that before, like when she started like she's doing the Twitter profile uh, the um the, the Tinder profile thing, and she changes it to a She-Hulk one, and she's like, oh, Jen is, Jen, this is going to be a hit to Jen's self-esteem sort of thing. And it's like, oh, it's played off as a joke, but it's also like she's saying that about herself, yeah. knowing full well that it is going to hurt. Yeah, that's very true. But, yeah, it's some good shit. Um, been very much enjoying that. You, but, you, uh, speaking of, if you're doing, like, wild whiplash transitions, uh, Rings of Power, please. still fucking amazing. It's so good. It's so good. It's speaking so of shows good. that had, like, incredibly heartbreaking sequence just sort of like weaved into a very normal scene where the halfwits were detailing like the history of those left behind i'm like well i'm broken into a million pieces so that's cool yep and oh good but then they get together at the end beautiful john what brings power for fuck's sake this is the first episode that had like a real action scene in it and it was good it was so good okay all right look all right fine I might watch it this week. Might turn that might into a will. Okay, absolutely. I might the will of the people. Muse style. Get it. I done. might. <laughs> Make I it might. Happen. I might do it. And you know what? Look, we'll see if if the spirit moves me. I might finally watch Return of the King. Who knows? I. Who knows? You have just added yourself in front of Jesse. I was never going to mention I know. this. I purposely mentioned it because I thought I need to rip that bandaid off right now. Um, Jesse, wait. at one point, at one point, I lent Joel my <laughs> copy of Return of the King. And he left it in the back of his car 
for like six months. And I'm still Joel's friend, but it was close. Like that time, it came so close to being yeah. over. Yeah, that's fair. Can I ask some questions for context here? You've okay. seen Fellowship. Mm-hmm. You've seen The Two Towers. Mm-hmm. And you never thought to yourself, okay, I've just used them. <laughs> Let's face it, eight hours of my life watching these epic films, this epic tale that's been spun. I don't want to know how it ends, though. I don't want yeah. a conclusion to this. I don't want... There are multiple plot threads. Two Towers sets them all up <laughs> perfectly at the end. That the... I, I look... Okay, so I think my thing, my thing is, I think I need to rewatch all three of them now as, like, someone who... Do I smell a like podcast? A, like, well, I was going to say, like, a normal human being who 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 pays attention and is focusing on things um, and has an appreciation for things like this now. I, I Like, I think that's what I need to do, and I'll do that and then culminate by watching Return of the King finally. But, I mean, yeah, if you're Extended. a long-standing <clears throat> listener, of the, uh, uh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do it properly. Uh, if if you're a long-standing listener of the show, it's it's no secret that yeah I haven't seen Return of the King. And it's just I, I don't know. Lord of the Rings never just it stop, never clicked God, just with stop me. this right now. I, it I never clicked I with me. Cannot listen that's to this fine. any longer. Kyra, I just want to thank it's you fine. for having me on the podcast. I'm just gonna have yeah. to <laughs> yeah, my, my new co-host Jesse. Uh, Joel went missing. He. <laughs> I think I need to be the one who's excusing myself from this uh, show currently. But well, I will much excuse like Sam myself. Wise, Karen, you're gonna have to carry the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, don't right, laugh. Well, you don't uh, get it. No, I you don't. don't. It was a polite reference. laugh. I'm, I'm, I'm. Ex- <laughs> look, I'm getting out of this now. We're gonna, we're gonna move on because we've got stuff to talk about. I think it's time that we hit the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. I'm not gonna lie. It feels good to have that out in the open now. Like I feel like I just needed to get that off. Like, hey Joel, I got a quest for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's. Finish watching it's the greatest the trilogy of all times, the trilogy. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Uh, yep. Yep. Okay. Look, I'll I'll get to it. But for the meantime, the quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment of the show, uh, where we bring back what we've been playing uh, over the last few weeks and uh, talk about it in great detail. Uh, this week, we have one big topic that we want to talk about. Uh, a game that's been out for a, a little bit now, but we haven't had a real good chance to sit down and have a chat about it. So we thought we'd do it today, but. First of all, I just want to preface this by saying I'm back into Destiny 2. I'm fucking loving it. <laughs> it's the best. And, yeah, look, that's all that needs to be said. I'm having a great time hanging out with my friend Kyron and, and shooting, like, fantasy sci-fi space aliens. It's great. Um, so, yeah. Happy you're here, Joel. Happy you're with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to do it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're ready for you when you're ready, Jesse. Let's, I, yeah. I, I have seen the Destiny 2 hype spread from Kyra to Joel very, I was going to say gradually, but as soon as it hit, they were both at the same level. This is a, to help you over the segue, you're a cult. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, pretty much. Yes. So if, if you yeah. don't want to, I would probably keep your distance. Um, oh, I'll happily just a cult. It's, <laughs> it's, um, it's a pretty good one. You get to shoot stuff and it's fun. Um, and you get shiny things for it. Uh, but as you mentioned about cults, we are here today mainly to talk about a fun little game called Cult of the Lamb by Massive Monster uh, Australian Studio, mostly Australian Studio. Uh, before this, most notably uh, known for uh, a game in my in my mind, uh, a game called The Adventure Pals, which I played at a PAX like 
six Which, years ago or something just, like that. Just really quickly, what a what a tone shift. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you, if you look at the Adventure Pals, if you look at a trailer for that, the art style is very similar. Oh yeah, it's, it's a very similar art style. But I don't yeah, recall sacrificing of... people, these animals to like an unknowable <laughs> horror, <laughs> and then yeah, no, being like sweet. <laughs> it's um yeah no, it, I, I understand that, but. Uh, but yeah, I was always interested in I, I, Massive Monster were always on my radar. I never ended up getting around to playing the Adventure Pals, um, but what I played of it at PAX, I really enjoyed. It was like a just like a, a fun platformer game where you play as like a giraffe and an elephant, I think, and you could play it in co-op and things like that. <clears throat> it was really cool. Uh, so when uh, this got announced, not only was I excited um, because I had, was familiar with their work before, um, it was also being published by Devolver, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be fucking weird. Uh, and I'm here to say, and I feel like I'll be uh, in agreement with both of you, it is pretty fucking weird, but in the very best way. Um, so the basic premise of Cold of the Lamb is you uh, you start the game almost getting sacrificed, basically, um, and this sort of... Uh, strange rare uh, is a red crown they call it isn't it yeah. yeah so this uh this sort of red crown sort of says hey i got a deal for you maybe we could start our own our own thing if i bring you back to life and we can take down those elder ones and you could be the the one true one true god basically it's like all right cool that sounds fun and you get set to task uh building your own cult <clears throat> The game split up into two different sort of sides of things, uh, which is uh, like a town management sim, and then there's also like a roguelike dungeon crawling element to it as well. Um, there are other little mini games and things in there as well, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, but first of all, Jesse, what are your thoughts on Cult of the Lamb? Spoiler-free thoughts. Yes. If somebody told me that this was their game of the year, no argument against it. I, I I completely see the argument for it. This is really mm-hmm. fun. It's fresh. It's. I was worried that this was going to get really cringy, like Happy Tree Friends, but it mm-hmm. it rides this line of actually taking itself quite seriously. Very cutesy characters and a lot of there's a lot of humor in the game, but when you like the dialogue between yourself and the elder the elder ones and and. The one who waits as well. It's dark. It's really messed up. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Plus, I, I'm I'm fascinated by cults. So any game that actually lets me set up a cult is going to be good in my books. And the way it did it in such a Animal Crossing esque way. Mm-hmm. What a clever idea! Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It works. Uh, <laughs> and the moment you realize. Can't play this like Animal Crossing, can I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 was like, okay. I very naively was just like, I'm not going to sacrifice anyone, and then I started playing the game. And I'm like, I'm going to sacrifice everyone. Yeah, when the they mistake. get old, when they get old, I made the mistake of naming all my characters after people oh, I know. No. Yep. And yep. Early on the game, Joel, you decide to get <laughs> my okay, partner yep. Sophie. Okay. And I'm like, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit. How you going? All right. And then Sophie comes up to me and says, hey, I want to make Joel eat a bowl of poop. Because <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to be mad for that. I just love it. So I did it. You know, mm-hmm. we've been for like 10 years. I can't say no to her. Now, mind you, every night, I'm telling Sophie, I was giving Sophie updates about this. It's like 
It's like an episode of Meerkat Manor, okay? There's a whole narrative going on. <laughs> so that happened. And then I'm like, oh, then she got mad at me for, for something or other. I'm like, okay, I need to bring her back on side. Okay. She was she needs to be my, my second in command, you know? I'll uh I come up with there's, there's that ritual you can do. It's like elevate or something like that. You meant to bring something yeah. to a high state of being. And I thought, oh, maybe should we be able to like to collect like mana or something like that? Oh no. No, 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 no. Uh she became a pile of bones. Um and we ate <laughs> yep. we ate her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the real life the version flesh. wasn't happy about this. <laughs> yep. Then later yep, in the game I resurrected her, then Joel was unhappy, then Joel died. And then I told her to go get some logs on a mission and she came back, she's like, Hey, I didn't get any logs, also I died. And yep. she dies in front of me. I'm like I resurrected <laughs> her like eight times. I, I do love the fact that when they when you that's one of the parts of the game is like sending people out on like um like missionary quests essentially to get resources. And when when they do come back and they're like, Oh yeah, um, I failed. Also I died. And like <laughs> like they wait till they come yeah, back to, to die. die. You're like, Oh now you're my problem. Exactly. It's like now I've got to fucking clean your body. I've got to go dig a fucking grave for you. People are throwing up. Down there. Yeah. It's like, oh God, I've got to clean up all this shit. Karen yeah. Karen, I will say you are a great cult member. I up- you were one of the first houses I upgraded. Okay, because you treated me well. <laughs> I sent you get I sent you out to get logs. You came back with logs. You didn't come back with an, 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 as an adulterer trying to steal my my girlfriend. Okay, look, what can I say? I look after my glorious leader. Thank you. That's all I like to hear. It's fine. I'm just over here with my literal shit eating grin. Um, <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to stop this real, real quickly here, and I um I didn't get to partake in it, but I want to also shout out the game's use of the uh, Twitch integration, which just was really cool. Yeah, where basically yeah. um it had an extension on Twitch, the Companion of the Lamb. And what happened then is when you got a new follower, like to, when you went to indoctrinate them, you could actually do a, a, a raffle for your viewers. And then if they won, they had a little pop-up on their on their screen and they basically got to make their character and they would have their Twitch name and would just join their cult. And that's basically how the Twitch people playing on Twitch ran their game. And they could also then, you could donate, I think it was at intervals with your channel points to get a second bonus from the totem. It was like a little spinny wheel to get like stone food like cool. bones grass all that sort of stuff just really clever That's idea great yeah yeah wow i didn't even know you could do that i was just fun, like damn i wish i was a big twitch streamer that would have been even better I'm, yeah, i hope that, more that, games do stuff like that because yeah, absolutely. i mean yep. we've all streamed a little bit and making those sort of things is near impossible yeah <laughs> having them already inbuilt. Exactly. yeah mad it is great when games do have that sort of like foresight to put something like that in a lot of like horror games that are being streamed on twitch like have that sort of functionality in there as well for like being able to have the audience fuck with the 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 streamer while they're playing live so you have that sort of real fun community integration with it but um kyron though what do you think of the game honestly i'm gonna echo a lot of what the two of you have already said i really enjoyed it when i knew i was in trouble was when i just i had spent like three hours just doing just mediocre tasks around my cult. Like, my, I'm going to build um, build some paths. No, I need to go into dungeons. But then what would happen yep. is I'd, go, I'd spend so long building stuff that time would progress. And by the time I got into the dungeons, half the time, it'd be like, oh, hey, one of your guys is dead. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yep. That you into a dungeon, guys, <laughs> having that be the first thing that comes up? Like, yeah. You like, just uh, been into a run. It's like, oh, everyone's dead. Everyone's mad at you. 
<laughs> yep. Yep. All right, and cool. So even, my options it, it, are finish and maybe, and like more people might die in a way and I might win some of them back or I could die and then they'll hate me anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah. You come back and everyone's just like, everyone's mad at you because they, they think you're a failure. You're like, Although, story of my life, guys. It was very <laughs> satisfying every time you got to come back and there was one dissenter to be like, no, nah, prison. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, In prison yeah. for you. I had three prisons running at once. Yeah, I was just too. like, get the fuck in there. Yeah. And was it really frustrating? So you could go up to each prison each day and like uh, re-educate them. And it was really annoying because the little meter is a diamond. Mm-hmm. It was, you couldn't quite see how much the last day would take. So it yeah. always looked like they were done. And there was, there was one time where I freed somebody when they weren't oh, no. fully rehabilitated. And everyone was so oh. mad. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's that was also down. a bit buggy as well initially. That's, I was gonna say, yeah, like I think it's probably as good a time as any to sort of rip that bandaid off as well and talk about um, that. Like, the game was pretty buggy at launch. Um, I don't know what I think you were both playing on Switch. I was on Switch, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, all three of us were playing on Switch, um, and yeah, it was pretty buggy. I had some things sort of glitch out that where I sort of had to put the game down for a while and wait for it to sort of rectify itself, which thankfully it did. Um, but there has been at least one big patch that's come out. I don't know if there's been another one since I finished it or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they are obviously, you know, still working on it and supporting it and, and, and fixing up all those things. Um, but it would be remiss to sort of go on and sort of gush about how much we like this game without sort of mentioning it. it's not... Perfect. Yeah, like I, I didn't have too many game breaking, like or too many issues. I had a couple of prison issues where I would put someone in prison and they wouldn't be there. They'd be at the entrance to my cult, and I'd be like, "That's probably not good." Uh, the <laughs> yeah. one, th- so when I discovered this Twitch thing, I was actually watching a Twitch stream and play the game, and that's when I noticed one of the bugs. Like they would go and do their sermons, and pretty much all of their cult members would enter. I'm like, I only get like five. What the fuck is this? That's been fixed now, which is good. But um, initially, I was yeah. like, why can I only bring five people in? And sometimes you had to do like certain tasks for a person and be like, do yeah. a ritual on such and such. And they weren't yep. in the rooms. Like, okay. Uh, or you'd, be, you'd, you'd do it to sacrifice an old person and they wouldn't come in. I'm like, no, I need the old person. Yep. I had I had an instance where um the, the one major one that I had, which was frustrating, where I had to put the game down for a couple of days before it rectified itself, um, was that I couldn't like partake in any rituals like anytime i would start a ritual it would it would basically either start the animation and then sort of freeze halfway through um and not fully freeze it was was like a soft lock basically um and i'd have to sort of like save and exit um but it did fix itself after a while and i didn't really encounter that again i think that patch helped as well but um yeah like i almost like we said because of the bugs yeah so like i I had the same ritual thing and this is the game that got me out of a really big gaming funk. So I was playing, I was playing a lot of it. I've probably put like 25 hours into it, which is, mm-hmm. it's not a game that you would really do that with. But I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to do these rituals to just to upgrade everything in 100% the game. And yeah, I was in there soft locks. And I was about to just be like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to play something else. And I mean, you guys know, once I start playing another game, I don't go back. Sorry, Metroid Dread. I'll get there eventually. But... Oh. Turns out Dialogue Options is now a solo podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah, like, we're all just against Kyra in this episode. Oh, Jesus. This that that this patch came out just in time. Right. 
Yep. I also had a lot of enemies breaking the borders of the map. Yeah. And yep, just scrolling away. I had that happen in a lot of the um, rooms when you'd go to save a follower. Yep, that was where it you'd usually be like, I'm going to kill all the enemies. Yeah. And you're like, do those guys outside the borders count? I don't seem to. <laughs> yeah, yelling they, at they, you yeah. the abyss. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come over here. <laughs> come here just a minute. Standing at, the, <laughs> standing at the edge with your axe, just being like swinging wildly, waiting for him to come yeah, into come your closer. hitbox. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so there are some bugs. They are working on them as well. There is going to be like a like they are working on like post launch. Yeah, it's, stuff got, a, as it's well. got a roadmap option on the menu, so there's definitely stuff coming. Yeah, which is is I'm excited to see what they do with that. Um, I, mean, I, I feel I, like I feel like they were tweeting the other day about selling uh, plushies of the of the lamb. I'm like, oh, oh. yeah, <laughs> oh. I could get behind one of those. Well, that that would be PS5 lovely. Five controller, that very oh. PS5 controller is disgusting, and you know that. You're going to find one in cash converters in about six years' time. It's going to smell like a cat. It's going to be oh, the if worst. I, dude, if I found one of those, I would absolutely buy it. I actually love that controller. <laughs> it was like, it, 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 to me, it, 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 to me, it screamed what they wanted the Furby controller to be like. Oh. I was like, and the Furby controller was just like a fucking living nightmare. But like, The Furby controller was one of the bosses from this game. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I mean, that's a, I, I, well, I feel like, is there anything else spoiler free that you want to talk about before we, um, we launch into sort of, I guess I, uh, I just want to talk, goes? I do want to talk briefly just a little bit about how I, I really liked the progression for it. Like the, the tech tree was a nice sort of guiding hand to sort of, when you would mm-hmm. come back from your successful runs and like collect all your devotion from the, the, the idol in the middle. So the picking your upgrades was neat and picking which one you want instead of another and this, I also it was a small touch, but I liked you got to choose like branches for your rituals as well, like one or the other. Just a nice way to make each player's experience probably feel a bit more unique. Yeah, it also it also sort of lets you sort of play out your cult leader fantasy yeah. in, in a way that you feel like you like, would. If hey, you want to be a you have your followers or... fight to the death? You can pick that ritual, and you better believe yeah. I did. <laughs> I, I didn't. So that's the thing. I want. I actually, when they do announce like whatever they're doing roadmap wise with this if, like new content and stuff, I would like to start a fresh save and, and, and go through again. I think one of the big things they're talking about at the moment is a new game plus mode. Um, that would be good. That would be good. Uh, so which uh, I would, I would like to do that. Um, you're talking about the tech tree though, um, the skill tree and things like that. I, I feel like, I feel like they could have used like an, one more like tier almost. Maybe. Like, but, but um, the, the two different tech trees, like the, the town one and the lamb upgrade, I feel like they were good as they were, because, I mean, we'll probably talk about it more in spoilers, but when I got to the last boss, boy, did I just, like, just just breeze through it. <laughs> just, like, stroll yeah. by, be like, boop, boop, boop. I did <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I'd played so much, I had, like, the max upgrade, like, I had, like, a god weapon when I went in, I'm just like, oh, you poor soul. <laughs> oh, the godly weapons are great. <clears throat> um... Yeah, so, uh, yeah, is uh, any more spoilery-free I'm stuff? Happy, I'm happy to jump in and start tearing this okay. game apart. All right, if you haven't played Call of the Lamb, if you haven't played Call of the Lamb yet, um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna yeah, as Karen said, rip this apart and um, in a good way. I'm really, very clear. <laughs> exactly, yeah, and get into the meat and, and meat and potatoes of this game. Um, so probably skip ahead if you're interested in playing this game, which you should be because it's great. Um, it's and it's also, yeah, is it? I'm pretty sure it is. Is it? Look, I'm gonna make the assumption. I, didn't know that. I don't. Okay. Right. I don't know. I, I feel like I saw Gary Wooder complaining about it not being on Game Pass, but maybe it's changed. I don't know. 
okay. Even if you don't if, like, if, like, if it isn't, like direct dollars. all your complaints to Dalek options. Yep. Yeah. We'll, That's we'll, fair. We'll shepherd those. <laughs> we'll shepherd those. Um, I feel like I've got a couple of complaints coming my way anyway. But um, be from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'll, I'll, I've got some words. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, where yeah, if you if you're interested in playing this game, which you should be, it's great. Uh, Australian devs as well, so get out there and support them. Um, yeah, skip ahead a little bit. We'll probably have time codes in the show notes. But let's get into it. Where do you want to start in terms of anything in this game we haven't really spoken about yet? I'm open. I'm happy to open the floor because, like, there's no, there's nothing in particular I want to talk about, but I'm happy to. Yeah, if there's anything anyone wants to bring up, I will bounce off of it for sure. Can we get um, to the I ending? Mean, the fact that yeah, it just ends. Um, yeah. yeah, I actually, I before we get into that, I want to ask you one question. What did you do with the guy at the end? Did you sacrifice him or spare him? I kept him, and, and I, I named him I named him Jesse. Uh, I did like that. Yeah. I I was Very like, this guy seems pretty cool, and it's I like that he's immortal. That's that's neat. And he he gives you shit, and he gives you missions. <laughs> like he's real sassy. I'm like, oh, I like you. You're good. I, I mean, I actually, I actually think I killed him. I'm glad someone did something different, but like I, when I saw the option, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to spare you because I want to see if I can indoctrinate you just to really actually, rub it in your face. That's what I was thinking. I actually, I actually can't remember if I did. I, I might have spared him because I think I was going the whole benevolent benevolent leader route of things. So I felt like that was the most applicable I mean, if you did it for that reason, there. yeah, I did out of spite. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm like, you do, I saved you this whole game. <laughs> have fun farming, dickhead. <laughs> and you're going to live forever. I will say that enjoy the, being the a janitor. <laughs> I think the the stage before the final the final form boss fight I think was much better than the final part. Yeah. Um. The final part was just like it was good. It but I just was. It didn't have that like punch that it, it felt like it needed. Whereas like going up basically like a like a, a tiny mini boss rush mode, um, against these like two. Uh, like guards, and then finally going up against him, I thought was a really nice thing. Um, and like and having your, co- your cult members sort of strung up as well. Yes, oh, I thought yeah. that was going to go a very different way. Me too. Me too. I swear he died he, during it, but I didn't check if they were alive afterwards. He says something about like you know you you're not able to like basically make the decisions. Like you were not mm-hmm. powerful enough to make these decisions. I thought he was going to kill all your followers. And be like, this is yeah. what you need to be able to do, and you couldn't. And really, like, get into your head a little bit. That would I would have raged out, like blind rage, I, killing people, killing him. Um, I feel like maybe that was that was going to be the original intent, but they probably for that reason they went, all right, let's let's roll this back a little bit so we don't have everyone quit our game right at the very end of it. It is because like, I, I guess feel like thought- with the way it ends, it would have it almost would have made sense, especially if you spare him, like. <laughs> Exactly. And maybe you have to start from scratch with him yeah, as your first follower. Yeah. But it also, like, were they like, oh, we should keep all the followers for the post game and then forget to put post game in? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's why they were, that, that, that's why they very clearly put that roadmap, um, like, option I, on I, the main menu. I agree, but it still, it doesn't say anything. And I know that it being there does mm. imply a roadmap is coming, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it is. It's not even. To me, the ending didn't feel flat because of the lack of content. It it didn't wrap up the way you need to. There was one character that you should that, who should have spoken to you, and it was um I think his name's like Ratau, the, oh, the yeah, former yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah the former cult leader 
who is escaped the servitude. He just bamps out like halfway through the game. But I expected him to come to come at the end and be like, "You did it. You know, you did what I couldn't." Or like something like that. Even even like just like sitting on the throne, like uh, having like a just your character like. Sit on the throne. There's nothing better than having someone sit on a throne, like to sort of wrap up things. It's like, oh, that would have felt or, satisfying enough. Or to, like deliver like one last sermon or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I look it, it, again. It, it is not a perfect game, but I think yeah. On the whole, I think the journey to get to that point sort of outweighs the ending. Um, which is probably a good time as any. We haven't really talked about the combat in the dungeon section of the game. Um. So there's the way it works. It reminds me very much. It works in a similar way to if you've played it, which I think Kyron you have, uh, Moonlighter, um, which is another great indie game. Um, which is basically you during the day or during the night you go through dungeons and collect resources and things like that, and then during the day you run a shop in a town where such, you sell those items. It's such a fun game that I just yeah. I, oh, that's I, delightful. Yeah. yeah, and like when you're running the shop, Very to slightly derail us into this Moonlighter discussion, when you're running the shop, you actually run the shop, like, you'll put out all the items that you want to sell, customers will come look at them, sometimes there'll be, like, thieves trying to take them, so you've got to, like, tackle them and stop them, some people will you try to pay haggle with to... you, it's it's a cool game. Yeah, you got to pay attention to trends as well, yeah. so you can, like, up, up, the, up or lower the price, or if you sell too much of the same thing in a row, people, there's not as much of a want for it. So you've got to start like yeah, it's really cool. It's, on it's actually on yeah yeah. Uh, it is yeah. yeah. It's on all playing. platforms. You can actually play it as part of your Netflix subscription as well on mobile. Um, it's yeah. So if you want to check it out and see if you, it, it sort of clicks with you, I even think it might be a part of the PlayStation Plus catalog. I could be talking out my ass here, but that thing is so um, poorly like organized. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. It's on it's on a whole bunch of different things. It might even be on Game Pass as well, but it's definitely worth it. But the way that they do their dungeon crawling is there's like you go to an area and there's like four dungeons and you've got to sort of go through them sequentially to try and unlock the next one. Um and yeah, Cold of the Lamb is very similar where you start off, you've got I think you've got to have a certain amount of followers to unlock each yeah. of the dungeons. Yeah. And so yeah, so obviously at the first it's it, it's sort of like getting followers is is not as uh prevalent as it is later on in the game but um you sort of focus in on that one dungeon you've basically got to run it three times i think three or four times yeah before you get to the the circle where like four miles i'm pretty sure yep and then you get to sort of go up against the final boss of that that particular dungeon which is usually is well not usually it is one of the the elder ones that uh sort of you're trying to take down love this um it's so, so good. Like, missing ears, missing eyes, one's cracking yeah. the head. Oh, so cool. Mm-hmm. And like, yep. they did. it was such a good idea. Like, even though sometimes I'd be like, you s- assholes, having them pop up sometimes halfway through the dungeon be like, oh, by the way, uh, sickness in your cold. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yep. I'm in the yep. middle of this. You're, mm, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I also like, the like best- I'm the most powerful god. You're not even close to my powers. Look at me. I've made all your followers shit themselves. I'm off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The, the, well, it was really great later on in the game when, like, the, I think the last couple of dungeons that you go through, where they go, oh yeah, well you thought making them sick was bad. Uh, oh, here's one of your followers. Guy. You have to, you have to fight, yeah. you have to fight one of your followers to the death. That sucks. And then when that happens, that person, that that character is dead, and it's like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, like, I I kind of was hoping they would do more stuff with like 
using your cult members against you but what they did do was still very satisfying and again that's where yeah. i can imagine how good it would be or it, maybe not good like naming him after people you knew or playing on twitch with your followers taking those names just making that yep. even more fun absolutely um but i mean the basis of the combat is like a typical dungeon crawler um you start the run you get a, you get a, a randomly generated uh weapon from the, the the tiers of weapons that you've got unlocked depending on your tech tree uh, and like a spell which, or a curse i think they call them so um, quick quick derail here favorite weapon and spell do we both do we all have one it changed a lot for me um i really i mean the godly ones are yeah, were, yeah, were yeah. so good in terms of that. But I also like the um the the vampiric ones and the the blight ones or whatever they are, the curse. Good like poison that. dagger. I was in and out. Yeah. Poison, yep. yeah. Poison usually yep. on the um like the claws. That was my go. Oh yes, the claw. No, the yep, the claws my favorite. The gauntlets, yeah. yeah. That last um, big hit, especially when you you finish somebody off. Yeah. With like your one, two, three, and then that fourth big strike, you turn around, and you smack somebody out. Oh. I, it took me a while to get used to it, but I started using um. The real heavy hammer. Oh I think the hammer. Sometimes I would walk in and be like, "This is going to be a bad run or a good run," and the hammer would. Sometimes I would just murder my way to the end with it, or I die in the first room. I'm like, okay, hammer's like a coin toss. Is how this is going to go? The thing I appreciate about the hammer is that it has like a charge up time of like a, like a second or two, um, but you can still aim at that point. So if you hit the button, you're aiming the wrong way. You go, oh, there's an enemy behind me that I need to hit. You can quickly like turn around and hit that enemy instead. So once I got used to that mechanic of it, I found it really fun to to fuck around with. But um, in terms of curses, I kind of like anything with the tentacles. Yeah, were tentacles fun. were my go-to as well, usually. Yeah. Or I like, don't know what that says about us. But <laughs> all the ones poison we would pool. like. Yeah, but the ones that make poison balls. Yep. Basically anything, like the tentacles were quick, or that would debuff or make hazards for the enemies, because some of those rooms you walk into and you're just like, jeez, ah. Uh, Hang on a second, guys. <laughs> Let yeah. me get my bearings. There's traps, there's boulders, there's enemies, and those little, the stupid little flying ones that would like hover for a second and oh. dash would always just catch me. I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. <laughs> All right. You got well, the me. One, the ones later on where you start wailing on them and they go, I think the little spiders, and they go, and I'm out. And then you see the little cross on the floor. Yeah. You're like, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> and it was always the worst when there was only one left and you had to kill it before yeah. you went to yeah. this room. You had to wait and like if it came down and you missed it for whatever reason, like you're shit like me, you miss it <laughs> yep. and you have to wait and it falls again. It's like, oh, I missed again. Oh no, I'm just gonna die. It's so small. <laughs> my, my cult is aging while I do this. Oh, people are just dropping like flies. And this flies yeah, like, people are dying. Especially yeah. your cult being like, it's okay, our glorious leader will be home soon. It's, it's literally <laughs> that Breaking Bad episode with the fly. And I'm just oh running around yep. the room trying to kill this bug. <laughs> Oh, God. That's is it? Yeah, Ozymandias is that the one? No, I think it's just called. Yes. Fly. I think it's just called Fly. Fly, yeah. Um, Ozymandias is the other good one. Anyway, I I really like the um the implementation because again, it's, it's it's got roguelike elements. So you sort of go as far as you can until you beat the boss of that particular run, or you perish. Um, but obviously, like roguelikes, you have like items you you can upgrade weapons and and curses throughout the run as well, depending on what kind of like merchants and things that you pick. And this is without uh, touching you, the tarot cards. <laughs> that's what I was getting to. So the tarot cards are another element of this game, which I, I really liked as well. Because um, most roguelikes have like a buffs, debuffs kind of system. Uh, and in this one, it's a, in the form of tarot cards. Um, 
there was nothing better than having a run where you just got like a, a slew of amazing tarot oh, yeah. cards and just became a fucking tank. When like, those like rainbow cards came up, like the glitchy rainbow ones, oh, and it's like it crossed yes. out times two damage, it's like times fifty-eight damage. Like, okay, <laughs> sick. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I am I am a wrecking ball now. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, it was always it was always fun to do those and, and towards the end of the game when I, I was literally printing money, like um, cause you get to that point where you don't stop getting devotion from all your like, uh, followers praying for you and you just get money. And so I was just, I was, it was a printing press. I was just coins, 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 coins. So every time I go, I'd, I'd go to a tarot card, like vendor, I'd like pick the free one and pick between them and I'd go, and here's, how much is it? 60, I fucking take it. I, I wouldn't even look at it. I just automatically go up and hold down a and just be like, give me another one. See, I never got to the money printing phase, but I also didn't. I didn't unlock everything in the tech tree, so I wonder if that's why. Did you want to do it? Yeah. There so I unlocked everything in the tech tree. I I sort of I sort of took my time with the the dungeons because um, every time I'd finish a dungeon and beat that elder one, there's another element to those dungeons where you can go back through and they have yeah, but, a uh, okay. So a harder I version know, of it. Like why that was there? Because I just never saw a reason to it. So I know. I know. I kind of understand what you're talking about but there's there is a reason initially to do it because you go through and defeat the watcher and then you get um the items eye. that yeah. yeah the eye of that watcher and then you can go and use that to get another like permanent upgrade um and so i would always try and do that and it, basically when you go through it a second time the enemies are harder it's a little bit longer in length in terms of like how many rooms you have to go through um so yeah, I, 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 but yeah, that's why I got, I just got to the point where I was literally, I'd come back and I was like fully upgraded totem in the middle of the, of the, of the town. And it was just like, instead of getting devotion, it would just spit out 175 coins. Oh and that's before I'd even, <laughs> wow. that's before I'd even go, that's before I'd go to all my maxed out shelters and then my two other like smaller totems and my graves. So long and to it was just all that from the little houses. Oh Yeah. Just annoying. It's yeah. I, so I, I yeah. I, I I would just run up to those tarot card vendors and just be like, "Take my money. I don't care." <laughs> um, I had like three smelters going basically that was turning coins into uh, gold bars. Oh god! <laughs> it was just like this. I, I had to, I had this like I was in it for the money, man. That was what I was there for. I love how different um, we played this game because I had like one lumber mill going, and I just like, oh, well, I'll just get stuff from the what I'm doing runs. My people barely worked. We had a few farm plots. Oh, I worked mine to the bone. I had like three farm plots and like three quarries and three lumber yards and three three refineries. Had a guy on janitor duty for the toilets. Um, Yeah, I I worked my guys hard. But you know what? They loved me. Also, they said. I fed my little and sacrificed them regularly. (laughs) Oh, I gave them a lot of food because... It got to the point where I got the the perk that was like, if you eat one of the meals that you cook, oh, yeah. you get Your an extra heart, heart yeah. to start your run with. So I was like, well, if I'm making food for myself, I'll just make a whole shitload for everyone else. Oh, yeah, my guys, just leave it on the ground for them. By the end of the game, like my grass. guys fine because like I had something, I again, had three plots of farm farmlands and I very early on just sunk too much time into the fishing mini game. Mm-hmm. So yep, my guys were just eating the finest like vegetable and fish dishes, like they would, yeah, living like kings. <laughs> yep, yeah, I did the same. The fishing was like very similar to Stardew Valley, um, 
and its fishing mini game where you sort of have to keep the fish in the sort of little zone that's constantly moving up and down by sort of tapping A. Um, so I was prepared for it. When I saw that pop up and saw how it worked, I was like, Stardew Valley's prepared me for this because I remember <laughs> I being frustrated at that. Yeah, exactly. Just go back sorry, but go back to the tarot cards. I, I've got a mm-hmm. complaint about the tarot cards. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I actually got two complaints about them. I think they're a fantastic element to the game. I haven't played, I don't really play many roguelikes or dungeon crawlers. Um, so I, I found the, the whole thing quite, um, you know, add a bit of a bit of spice, a little bit of variety to each run. But then you get a, a perk, which gives you four tarot cards at the beginning of your run, which is cool, but it took away that fun element of like, will I even get to my first tarot card dealer and then make that choice? It, it took that out of it. But then at the end of the game, I was so reliant on tarot card that fighting the last boss with no tarot card felt really weird. Yeah. I, I kind of That's true. I don't know. I, I wish the last boss what had some dungeon elements to it. Yeah, it I do also, kind of wish that as well. That's yeah, that's a that's a fair that's a fair assessment. Just to finish up with the last boss as well. He kicked my ass many, many times. And when you uh you know, you get the game over screen, it comes back up, you start at your cult again, and there was three loading screens you had to go through to get to him again. It was infuriating. Yeah, yeah, that would suck. So that tedious. Would suck. Maybe I should especially playing on Switch. Well, especially playing on Switch as well. Like the load times, there were, were some very, long loads, very prevalent. Like, so that that portability was great, but yeah, often often you could see like the compromises as you were playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we touched on the 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 fishing mini game. I think the other the most the other mini game which. Jesse, I know you're you were a fan of, and I'm very much a fan of, um, was Knuckle Bones. Um, so we talked about Ratel, the like previous cult leader who sort of managed to escape. He basically escaped to his own little home off in the wilderness, in in the woods, uh, and he just wanted to play. Invited a whole bunch of his friends over and just wanted to play this game of called Knuckle Bones, which is just involved rolling a dice, a d6. And assigning it on a, a grid, like a three by three grid. And I tell you what, that game is so much fun. It is just the right amount of strategy and difficulty that I like in a mini game like that. Um, that made me want to play it more and more and more. And I saw someone on Twitter actually made a physical yeah, that's, I was gonna bring this version up. of it. That someone, yeah, Devolver retweeted it and that it was they made a physical like board so you could like assign your dice in there. And I'm like, I would buy that because yep, that would be I'll a fun game just to pull out. Like if you're just like hanging out with some friends, it's like, just want to play knuckle bones for a bit. Yeah, cool. You just chuck it out on the table. You need like a D like maybe like six D six each. Um, well, actually nine D six. Yeah. That makes sense. I hate that um, in my head. I've just made it and I've made it portable. Like it's like a, a compact. <laughs> oh no guys. Mm-hmm. If I make yep, them, I'll make yep. three. We can have money. See you at packs. Oh my God, <laughs> please. Yeah. That, that's what I mean. It would be perfect for packs. Like having it just like, bones. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I would love that. I, I it was just it was such a fun thing. Every time I got a new opponent that I could go up against, I'd be like, "All right, let's kick your ass now." And go in there and then yeah. You and that whole my- house felt like so you had four different animals just gambling away. It felt like did you guys watch the Mighty Boosh? Absolutely, yeah. I watched the Mighty. Yeah, Boosh. it just reminded me of one of um Vince's stories about like the crack fox or something like that. <laughs> yep, 
Absolutely. Oh, because God. when I saw that snake, it reminded me of um, when he's telling the story about how he was raised. Um, he was raised in the jungle, and then that snake is like, you must never sleep. <laughs> Whenever I saw that <laughs> snake, I would say that. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, oh my God. Every now and again, when I'm playing when I'm playing something, like a Mighty Boost reference will crawl into into my skull, and that's it. Like, yeah, I'm broken. I'm broken. It's the best game. Like any, since we're on a, a sli- again a slight mighty boost tangent. Anytime, anytime I'm playing solo or it's a it's a windy area, I will frequently bring up just like the just, just me in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Shut up, wind. Shut up, wind. <laughs> just no. For me, I think I'm gonna bring the crab wind. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> For me, it's anytime I have naan bread. Now is that what we are? Naan. For me, anytime I have naan bread, naan bread. Uh, like, I take a bite. Like, not, not you, naan, naan bread. You, bread. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that. That kills me every time. Uh, but yeah, um, knuckle bones is great. I think it's great. I loved it. It was super fun. Honestly, it was um, it was it was just complicated enough that even I sort of spent a lot of time playing it, and a lot of the time with some of these mini games, I will be like, oh, that's neat and, and bounce. But I, I, yep. I messed with this one for a little bit and was just like, this is fun. The rules are yep. simple enough, for it, but it's still compelling to do. Like just a little distraction when you don't want to farm or kill things or fish. You can just come in and gamble a bit. It reminded me very, it's very similar to a, um, like a physical dice game called Zombie Dice that I really loved for a very, like, extended period of time. Um, during my when I was watching the show Tabletop on YouTube with Will Wheaton, um, when I first got back into board games, pretty hardcore. Um, and yeah, they played Zombie Dice. I'm like, that's great, and I ordered a, a copy of it, and I played it so much. And I remember teaching it to um, my wife's grandma at like Christmas once, and I was like, okay, so here's the rules: this, 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 and this. And within like five minutes, she was like, fully, we were playing Zombie Dice together, and it was awesome. Nice. And I feel like I feel like. Knuckle Bones fits very similar into that category. And it's all about rolling. There's nothing better than rolling dice. I love a dice roll. You know, it's always good fun. I like but. how, you know, it's the thing for games to have these sort of mini games in it. So we thought with Valhalla had it, um, uh, Ben West had it. But Witcher. it seems like over the last, especially last few years, it's been like this pissing contest to have the most complex one. Oh, it's so and annoying. They are you can play once, but I didn't get it the first time. I'm out. I don't care. I'm not yep. going around collecting every single piece and don't that, make the playing of your game another game in itself. That that is yep. exactly is why I bounce off of Gwent in The Witcher. Like I sat down to play yep, Gwent once and it, it it laid out this playing field and it had all these cards. I'm like, I just I just wanted to sit down for like five minutes and play a card game. This looks like it's gonna not. Nah, Nope. Yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, can we make Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> like, no, I just want to... I'm Geralt the Witcher. I'm a monster hunter. I'm not playing this fucking cut. Get out of here. It's like, yeah, it becomes like a second job within the job that you're already voluntarily playing. Yeah. Uh, but taking part in. Um, yeah, I, I like, and that's why that's what I found it so refreshing. Yeah, playing playing Knuckle Bones and just being like, oh, okay, here's the mini game of this. I'll see what happens with this. Uh, and it just being really fun. I will say, though, the other... so. Outside of your cult area and and the dungeons area, there are other locations you can go to. So there's there's Rattel's house where you can play Knucklebones. Shout the mushroom guy. Um, yeah, the mushroom guy. <laughs> My favorite character like... in the entire game. <laughs> so good. He's baked. <laughs> I will. I hey will guys, say do this, you want a so... ritual to like brainwash your cult? Sure. I can trust Bring you. Can't I? I can't trust anyone here. <laughs> yeah. Bring me more. I need more mushrooms. 
Um, I feel like that they. I wish they had more. They each had shops in them that you could buy stuff in. I feel. I, I wish they had more stuff in them. I guess, but I guess that that's sort of blowing out the game a lot more than sort of focusing on the the main core gameplay loop that they've got. Um, and there was like the gold mine, the the like the minus is gorge yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, and by the time I got to that part, that that was when I was starting to print money. And I'm like, well, I don't need your services to make gold <laughs> bars anymore, lady. Thank you. Um, so I shout out to that spider. That shit. Of a spider, spider who sells you people and just talks yep. to you graphically how he likes to crunch down their <laughs> bones. He was somehow mm-hmm. what, probably the most twisted character in the game because he was so gleeful about like, oh, you want to buy him? Because if you don't buy him, I'll eat his arms. <laughs> I'm going to eat it, yeah. Like, or sometimes you get, you'd rock up, he'd be like, oh, you can have this guy for nothing. <laughs> hey, yeah, have him for nothing. I don't. He looks disgusting. I don't want to eat this All thing. Right. He's like, oh, I guess I'll take his follower. Yep. <laughs> It's yeah. It, it was. I. I mean, there is there is so much to love about this game, and I, 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 I'm really glad that it turned out to be as good as it is, and it, that it blew up as much as it did. I feel like it was. There was a period of time there when it came out where everyone was talking about this game, um, and that made me feel really good because you know, it's 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 made. It was made primarily in the city I live in, and it's. Really fucking cool. I also so, want to give a quick shout out. It wasn't it wasn't a major feature of it, but I man, I really dug like the quaint little soundtrack it had. It was a nice soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Just like little catchy yep. tunes whenever they needed to be there. It was really good. Can, can and I, like really so lo fi hip hop beats for, for when you're like <laughs> for sacrificing cult members. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you another question? If they made a sequel. How would you feel? I, I think if they made a sequel, what I would want is to take out the combat completely. Double down on the town building. I kind of wouldn't mind the, that, honestly. The, like, the politics off the cult, the wheeling and dealing and masterminding of things and have like, you know, there are some people who want to leave. There are spies. There are other cults, maybe. I would I, really enjoy that because I didn't love the dungeon crawling. I found it was very much just a means to an end. I, 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 yeah, and I, I, f- I found that's a lot of people's sort of main complaint or like issue with the game. Um, for me, I loved it because that's the type of game I like to play and just play forever and ever and ever. Like, I love playing roguelike dungeon crawlers. So it's, that's, that's my shit. Um, the fact that the, the town building, cult building stuff was as robust as it was and, um, an integral part of the game, obviously, uh, was even better. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to them taking it out completely, but I do like it. If so. they do, please, for the love of the one that waits, don't give me a diamond grid to to lay out my town because no, no path, nothing I laid out made any sense. Yeah, when yep, I, I gave up on paths. When they gave me paths, I was like, oh, I'll put some paths there. And I tried doing it. I'm like, I am, no. I'm you done. Yeah, gave up on paths. I'm not yep. dealing with this. And like, it gives you like all these different fences and bushes and ornaments and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm not going to bother with any of it. I would love to, but it's so tedious to put yeah, down. Yeah, I 100% agree with you there. Like, mm-hmm. as much as yep. I did like messing with the town building, like, the grid was a pain in the ass. And again, on the Switch especially, you're just like, no, I want it here. No, no, here. And you're like, Plus, there's a glitch yourself. where it would like the move things 
um, screen will come up and your cursor is like in the different side of the map. It's like, oh, oh yep, 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 yep. Um, couple of things. So like, you're talking about having like doubling down on the town building stuff. Reminds me of an idea that I have for a game that I mean I have no idea. I have no idea about making video games whatsoever, um, or anything like that. But uh, I work in childcare. I would love to have like a childcare like sim game. So basically, it's like a like a two point hospital or a two point campus style game where you're running like a daycare. You can build it the way you want and have like all the different things that you want to have in there and stock up with all the stuff that you need. Then you have to like hire staff, but then within there they have their own little like you have like interactions with the families. The families might not be happy with particular you know, uh, educators in the room and like, you've got to try and, but then you've also got to like teach the kids and stuff as well. I'm like, the closest comparison I can think of is I'm like, oh yeah, like Jurassic world evolution. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Awesome. They've Maybe I should play that. Like they've all got their own personality requirements and habitation requirements. And sometimes they don't okay. get along with others and you've got a higher staff that they can like turn on you. And <laughs> also it's kind of the Sims. So like, uh, I, yeah, but I, I, I was like having it framed within like the idea of having like, but what well, sort of rituals would there be? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> spilling floor, food on the floor ritual. Um, I feel like getting somebody to eat yep. a bowl of poop would be a lot easier and probably would actually, if you waited, would happen. <laughs> yep. Sounds like, like it'd be less funny. Yep. Oh, yep. a lot less. At the, at, the very least, smear, at the very least, like smearing of poop on walls, um, marking of territories and things like that. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, Look, I they just got the Power Wash Simulator. Okay, they're getting there. They're getting there. They're getting there. Someone's going to make this. I, I would love the, the people who made two-point, like, the two-point games. I'd love Look, them to make something if, like this. If someone can make a game about killing a spider calling, called Kill It With Fire, like, this game can exist as well, Joel. That's very true. Um, I know I had something else I wanted to say, but I've completely forgotten it now. Uh, oh, in terms of a sequel, I think the idea that I would like to see for a sequel is it sort of continues on. So it's like you are, I guess it would have to make it like a narrow, a, a, a canon ending of like you becoming, I guess the one who waits, but you're still, you know, locked away underground and you have other people trying to storm your, and that's how you incorporate the, um, the combat element of it. People try and storm your, your town, your cult, and you've got to protect it from that. So almost I like I a tower like, defense I feel like thing. Jess has got something here. Oh no. Have you guys seen Monty Python's The Holy Grail? Yes. Yeah. You know at the ending when the police just rock up? It's like, what are you oh doing? Oh my god. It yes. needs to be that, but it's the actual FBI raiding the compound. Oh, oh my god, yes. Yes. 100% that. Oh my god. It was Waco all along. <laughs> uh, oh any other final thoughts about Cult of the Lamb before we, uh, before we move on? No, I just I, I really liked it. Loved um, it. It's a great game. Yeah, not that I was surprised. Like I, I'm not a massive roguelike fan like Joel. Um, honestly, the, the roguelike I've enjoyed the most is, to the surprise of absolutely zero people in the world, uh, Hades. Which is I mean, like, it is the best one. It is the, it best, is the one. best one. Like, it is just the best one because Super Giant. As someone who's played, just like we did it. Next. <laughs> yeah. As as someone who plays a lot of those games, it's the best, it's the best one. one. Like it does everything. Uh, the best. I still it's the really game that it. makes me give roguelikes a go now. It was yeah, the first it, one I ever I'm, really played. I am really exactly the same. Like, I tried roguelikes, roguelikes before it, but I would always bounce off of them. But Hades is the one that made me go, okay, maybe maybe this one will be different like Hades was. And Call of the Lamb absolutely was. I, I dug it. They they walked that line, um, both of them walked that line of, of 
having the challenge of being a roguelike and wanting to be difficult uh, when it comes to like, you know, presenting you with a challenge in terms of its combat, but also having enough like carrots on sticks to keep you going. Yeah. So you don't feel like you're starting at square one completely every time you go back to the zero. I think um, also having the other gameplay elements in it. So with, um, with Cult of the Lamb, you also had the town building, which I really got into, and it carried yeah. the parts of the roguelike, which I didn't like. With Hades, I wanted to kiss everyone in the game, mm-hmm. and that helped yeah. kind of elevate it beyond as another roguelike. Yeah. I've got to get, got to get those gifts and give them to all my favorite people, mm-hmm. uh, which is everyone because yeah. everyone's fucking hot. Like yeah. just everyone. I've sinned more since the game came out to ensure I get a Hades. <laughs> I'm hedging my bets. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a great chat. I, 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 this game is fantastic. I, I, it's going to be pretty high up on my list. I think come end of the year, um, just because I like, I enjoyed even with the bugs, even with it's like, like minor shortcomings in my eyes. Like it, it still delivered on what I I wanted it to be. I'm always more forgiving to smaller teams when it comes to the bugs. Like, you know, there's only so much they can do. And honestly, like I said, I didn't have any many game-breaking ones, and the patch that they did deploy for Switch did clear up a lot of issues I was having. So yeah, even loading times, it, I, I felt like it 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 reduced loading times a little. Yeah, bit and honestly, as well. like again, I I at this point when I play a game on Switch, I accept that I am walking into long load times. Like it's just it's yeah. a fact that I have to deal with. <laughs> when a game's yeah. good enough, it, it makes up for any sort of yeah. Like, exactly. Look, of course, I love day one control. So I can put up with bugs. <laughs> oh, I love day one Bloodborne. <laughs> One's about oh, long God. load screens. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that was some that say was it's, a, um, some say it's still nothing. loading. <laughs> yep. If you haven't patched yep. it, probably. And you know what? Because <laughs> yep. it was day one Bloodborne, you didn't even have like the cool like lore notes. You just had the Bloodborne logo. Oh my God, that's right. It was, just, it was like you would die, and you would look at the Bloodborne logo for like nearly a full minute. And you're like. I'm just like seethe in your rage. Yeah, just like I fucking. Mm. So yeah. Uh, anyway, that's Call of the Lamb. I'm glad, glad we finally got to talk about that and, and really sort of go in depth with it because there's, there's a lot to talk about with it. Lots of fun stuff. Uh, but I think it's time we moved on now to our uh, fun little news segment called Dope or Nope. Go. Nope. Oh. Dope or Nope is our new segment of the show where uh, we sort of bring some news stories to the table or a particular event that might have happened uh, in, in this week's case. Um, we sort of go through all the announcements and things uh, one by one and we decide collectively if they are dope and we talk about them in detail or if they are nope and we forget they exist and move on. And much like in our Call to the Lamb, this has been patched. If you check the patch notes, you'll see that now dope or nope is functioning correctly <laughs> as we have a third yep. person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always much better when we have the third person in the, in the, uh, in the, in the chair. So, yeah, this is going to work a lot better, I think, today. But... Just this morning, as of recording in our, you know, suddenly Australian times, uh, we uh, were subjected, I guess some would say, <laughs> to uh, Ubisoft's. Ubisoft's <laughs> it just came out. It felt natural. It felt right. Just roll with it, uh, man. Just roll with it. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, to, to uh, an Ubisoft forward presentation um, where so they didn't really do anything around sort of summer game mess time or 
not E3 or whatever. They, they, they didn't really show up to the party when they normally do. Um, instead, they've sort of like let everyone else do their thing and decided to do something now. At such a um, weird time of the year, like not at e- like not E3 time, a few weeks after Gamescom, before mm-hmm. Tokyo Game Show, just in this like weird no man's land. Like, hey, who wants to hear about Assassin's Creed, guys? Maybe some Just yeah. Dance. <laughs> I feel like that that was their strategy. They're like, we want to have our own space in sure, our own time. And it's like, nope. well, if, you, if you're <laughs> going to do that, you've got to have to have something to show. And I mean, to an extent they did, but... Um, they sure did show things. They did. A few so years ago, we'll go through them. I would have worked... I would have... This was on like 4 a.m. Australian 5 a.m., time. yeah. Fine. I would have been up early to watch it because, you know, Far Cry and the Division and Assassin's Creed. I'd be like, oh yeah, sick, Ubisoft have their problems, but the games are pretty good. And um, they used to have like they used to always have like one little thing that you'd like I was not like expecting. A, like a surprise, it was yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I didn't even think about wake up early to see it. Woke up, nope. saw it trending on Twitter, didn't read anything, lay on the couch, tending to watch it, end up watching Cobra Kai instead. So oh, you'd be something like strayed from oh, God's God. light. I haven't started Cobra Kai yet. It's very That's... good. I need to. So here's here's my story changing. for Ubisoft Forward. Um I wasn't gonna watch it because I was like, look. Best case scenario, I'll catch the Assassin's Creed stuff. Uh, but my weird body clock, just for some reason, if it's if it's if there's something happening at a time, it's like, oh, he wants to watch this. I wake him up. Like I wake, I go to bed <laughs> at a not an early time. I go to bed at like one a.m. because I was up watching some Naruto, and I wake up at, at ten past five a.m. I'm like, what the fuck? I guess I'm awake. I watch it. <laughs> your brain doesn't want Ubisoft, but your body still does. <laughs> And I watched it, and then I went straight back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. Um, so in in no particular order, I'm going to leave the Assassin's Creed stuff till later. That's fair. That's the beefiest part. I, of th- I feel like that's we're going to get into detail with that. Um, but we're going to go through some of the stuff again. Like I said, in no particular order that was talked about. So first of all, Trackmania finally launching on consoles. What do we think? Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. I, I mean, I've I've dabbled in Trackmania, but well, it's, it's a not shame, one of my favorites. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I've dabbled. It's not my, it's not one of my favorites. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm in the greens with that one there. We'll uh, move right along to Skull and Bones. That's it. That's the that's the tweet. That's the tweet right there. It's I mean, it's a rope it? again, but like, oh my god. <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, oh. I'm going to nope this, but the, I, I will admit there are parts of this game that I'm intrigued about. Is it the parts it, that it, remind you of Black Flag? Because that's what 100%, it is to me. <laughs> 100%. But then I always remember, yeah. I was like, oh, wait, you can't get off your ship and jump over the other ship like Black Flag. Exactly. Because it's the part of that mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. What, what, what am I even... No, why am I even saying? No, fuck this. Yeah, no. Sorry, Skull of Bones. Well. Like, see, see if Thieves exists. <laughs> I appreciate that they're still committing to it, but... Not playing a game exists as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, choosing like, not to play Skull and Bones is definitely an option. Yeah, yeah. Should they be committing to it? Next year, not playing Skull and Bones is going to be my game of the year. <laughs> oh, number one with a bullet. Uh, all right. Finally, I feel like we're going to have something to talk about here. Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Yeah, it's dope. A few little... God, yes. Holy shit. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Before we started recording, we were talking about this with Jesse. And I, th- I was like, okay, this is a lock. We're going to be talking about this one. Before we get too far um, into it, I do want to just... I want to go back to a simpler time when we were initially, even though we had Mario and Rabbids, 
the idea of that leads to us seeing it for the first time seeing Miyamoto on stage seeing the de- the design like the developers reaction still one of the best well was that that was in E3 wasn't it that was an E3 thing. it was an E3 yeah. one that was yeah, the one of E3, my favorite E3 after moments. Unravel I believe was announced oh man Unravel everyone's favorite I remember when that guy came on stage and he was tearing up and it was really yeah. it was it was so heartfelt and I remember the next year that happened it happened again I'm like this is a really cool side of of um, developers to see yeah. and may- maybe this will make you know certain corners of the internet realize hey there's actually people behind these games mm. I should start treating them yep. like, like human anyway fast forward six years that hasn't happened no, um, no it, but Sparks it, it, have dope regress further <laughs> Sparks of dope yep. if you will uh, but so yeah, R- R- Mario and Rabbid Sparks of Hope is the sequel to uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. It came out for the Switch some time ago. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly how many years. Was it I want to say year? like four. Was it for 2017? Was it the same year as the Switch launching? I feel like yeah, it was like might have been. Yeah, yeah, it might have been. Yeah, so it was like five or six years or so. Um, and yeah, which was a like a an XCOM esque uh, turn based. I can't believe it uh, combat game. I don't know how they did it. How did they uh, do they it, did. Jesse? I, okay. <laughs> I don't care for Rabbids. I've no, never either. been... I, I, I play a little bit of the Rayman games, the ones mm-hmm. the Rabbids weren't in. Mario is definitely a character. Um, I believe he's some sort of Italian plumber, from what I've heard. I'm not a big Mario fan. I'm not a big Nintendo fan, usually. I'm a big XCOM fan. <laughs> Right. And okay. Here's oh, X- X- like, XCOM. like disappointing Fire Emblem. Okay. And then, <laughs> oh, that's correct, but you don't have to say it. <laughs> wow. But seeing, I'm just the, kidding. The, I, love the devs, I love XCOM. It's just it um, kicks my ass sometimes. It makes me sad. <laughs> seeing the dev's reaction, and then having all those links with with XCOM, it's like there's something special here. I bought it out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I was saying pre-show that if a little game called Breath of the Wild didn't exist. This would be my favorite Switch game. I adore wow. it. And I, to this day, I can't tell you exactly why. I think it's a game that, one of the reasons, I guess, it respects the player. It is a hard game. There are massive difficulty spikes. And normally in games like this, I brute force my way through because I have a, a dumb chicken brain. I don't like to think about, you know, upgrading other characters and, you know, doing all sorts of strats and stuff like that. I don't like the tactics part of <laughs> these games. <laughs> the tactics game. like, of the, ta- okay. of the tactical yeah, game. That's tricky. That's going to make it tough. Of tactical games, okay. Um, this is the first game like that. I had, I, I brute forced my way to a point and then realized, no, wait, I need to stop. I need to go back. And I need to learn how to play Luigi. Like, I, I had to... By the time that game finished, I was a master with every single character. I knew their strengths. I knew their weaknesses. I knew how to actually use them in, in, a, in, a, in a tactical way. And I felt really good about it. I think it was it was the game I needed at that moment. And it also probably made me better at a lot of other games. I don't know what right. it was. It just spoke to me on this weird level. I haven't replayed it's, it since, I, I, so who knows? That is really... That's it, how I describe... Um, like. Again, completely different game, but how I described my first time with Dark Souls, like, after I played Dark Souls, I definitely was just, I don't know, I wouldn't say I was better at other games, but it just taught me patience in a lot of ways, and just, I was able mm-hmm. to interact with mechanics, and even, like, playing Mario and Rabbids the first time, I, like I said, <laughs> I've played XCOM, I have nothing against it, 
there is parts of XCOM that really infuriate me. And one of them is the most infamous one where you're like, okay, I want you to shoot that alien. And they're like, cool. I have, I have like a 75% chance to hit. I'm like, awesome. Miss. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I, I yeah. appreciated how Mario and Rabbit sort of took those those mechanics. And, and just like the amount of control you had with your characters and all the things you could do, whether it was like bouncing off your allies or using items yeah. or cover. Yeah, I don't know. Just like comboing its moves interpretation and stuff with Overwatch was, was great. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the use of Overwatch. I Like Overwatch yeah. in XCOM and the very little I've played of it. Never like I was like okay I understand the functionality of that and sometimes it it would be a viable option but it felt like in this was like all right cool I can set I can see the code and I can set stuff up to make things happen yeah yeah XCOM is very mechanical Mm -hmm. whereas this when you pull things off it was poetry you were seeing ballet happening you seeing people bounce across you know the map and things like that and it just worked you were running on. I was playing the game on instinct at moments. Yeah. Literally, I was near in the Matrix. So my Matrix involved, you know, rabbits wearing dresses. Of course. I have a weird weird brain. Uh, And, like, you know, I have no strong affinities for the rabbits, but I feel like the implementation of them, having those, like, Mario character versions, like those Nintendo character versions of them, I'll I'll say it. They made me laugh a few times. On paper, they should be insufferable. Yeah. But they were brilliant. Absolutely, yeah, they nailed it. I, I like it, it. Is such a like a how does this work so much? So much. So obviously, it was going to get a sequel, and that is Sparks of Hope. It's coming out in like a month or so yeah, time, so late October, mid October. It's it's real soon. So they showed off a whole bunch of uh, some some more uh, gameplay through the Terraflora region, which I think ended in a like a Wiggler boss battle, which was pretty cool. Yeah, on like um, the back of a train, it's really like, dynamic boss battle. Yeah, okay. like if. Uh, some cool. Oh, it's really such a rough time. I really You're want fighting to play kaijus, it. baby. Oh no! Yep. Yep. Kaiju. yep. Hell fucking yes. Um, and they are going to be doing. They showed off the roadmap for it for like post launch content. There's going to be like three DLC packs for it. One of them being that they announced at the show. Uh, Rayman making a, an appearance. Know, I don't know who that is. Yeah, how is he connected to these well, characters? Well, I feel like a lot of people probably would ask that question, unfortunately. Well, see, back in the day, Rayman <laughs> was his character that had a spin-off franchise that included the Rabbids. And yep. then much like the Minions, they became the popular thing. That's yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much it. Um And now yeah, Rayman is gonna be, be like a DLC character in a team up game with Mario and Rabbids. Yeah, so uh that's uh, yeah, that's um that's a thing that's happening. Uh, now, he'll be a playable character within the game. So there's two more. There's two other DLCs, and I look. I don't want to get excited, but I one of the things I again I wish I'd gone back for it. I loved the the what I heard of the DK DLC for the first Mario and Rabbids. Mm-hmm. I would love for them to get a bit crazier. Let's um let's get some more Nintendo DLC. Let's go outside Mario. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I I know where you're leaning. Just say it. I want Metroid, but I I feel at least Zelda, at least Zelda. Obviously, I want Metroid, but like, yeah, get Met- the Federation Force in there, Kyron. Well, I think Metroid works better Force than DLC. Zelda. They all have guns. Like, Samus has got an arm cannon. You can't give Link a gun. They exactly. gave him a motorbike at one point. That was too much. <laughs> hey, he had a crossbow. That was Link's crossbow training. 
And everyone everyone scoffed at the idea of Mario having a fucking gun. And look at him now. And then they gave him two. To be fair, original <laughs> Mario game, that he had, he had a gun. The, the original, okay. original, like. And okay. Then, and then they thought, oh, wait, no, that's. No, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. But then this one, they gave him two. But- and in the, in, the, in the trailer for this, for um, Sparks of Hope, so the gameplay we saw, sorry, he's like, super moves are the most badass things. It, it goes like full like anime at some point. It's full anime, yeah. And he's just cocking um, both of these pistols. He's ready. He's done. He's had, he's <laughs> had, had enough. Probably a good a time as any to mention, uh, to, to say, uh, never forget the picture of Yves Guimont and oh, yeah. uh, Shigeru Miyamoto both holding guns back to back on even, stage together. Even after if it that. means we have to mention Yves Guimont, which I I know, that's the part of it. I'm like, just... It's like we, we cut him out like when you've got you, like an X in your photo, you just like rip them out of it. It's like, this is a nice photo of me. You, you, neither yeah. of you watched the actual Ubisoft forward, did you? No. Okay. I, I couldn't. <laughs> That's fair. Um, one of the most, one of the parts where I was just like, I shouldn't be watching this. They go through the entire show, right? And before they go into the Assassin's Creed showcase, which almost feels like a separate thing, they had like a little introductory bridge with um, Eves Gilmont. I'm like, ugh. Get this man off screen. What was he talking about? Like cancel yeah. culture or something? Honestly, I wasn't even listening. <laughs> My eyes sort of like glazed over, and I imagined what it would be like if he wasn't with Ubisoft anymore, and how much it might be better. And but yeah, he was there. Yeah. He we he's inescapable. And yeah, that moment is so amazing. But it and you just know that everyone said, "I don't think you should be in this one." <laughs> might be <laughs> might be not a great time, mm. mate. Yeah. Just to, yeah, might wanna, I think just tone deaf low, is maybe. probably the term. <laughs> You soft tone deaf? No, never. Oh. Anyway, moving right along, we'll blitz through those last few things so we can get to the other juicy thing we want to talk about. Uh, the division's still being supported. Um, is it? And supported is, a, is an interesting word, word there. Cause I would say being knocked over. Okay, being I mean, pushed downstairs. Yeah, it, I, I was trying to be nice because I, I have fond memories of the division too, but. Uh, I was honestly, I was, if 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 you told me, if you showed me the outline of this presentation right before this thing, Division may have actually had a chance of being a um a dope, but just from what I saw of it, it's just like, nah, like that. It's I don't want to say they're chasing what Destiny is doing because everyone does seasons now, but it almost feels like they just because the game is so similar to Destiny, I have mm-hmm. to compare it. I'm like, no, just what this is, no. The one thing it has is that awesome 100 floor like building that I wish Destiny would have, but like, yeah, everything they spoke about here, and even Heartland, which I was like, please give me a reason to be hopeful, just didn't. Yeah. So it's a nope for me, and that sucks because yeah, I did like the Division Two as well. Yeah, for the same reasons as Kyra, it's a nope for me as well because yeah, Heartland. I was like, oh, okay, maybe, but no. You know how Warner Bros. canceled that Batman movie as like a tax write off? I feel like you oh was trying to burn down Division as a tax write off. To pay for uh, Gilmont's um, legal troubles, I honestly uh, would have assumed that's what Skull and Bones would be. <laughs> I, I, it, at this point, it feels like Skull and Bones has got more of a chance to fucking succeed, which makes me sad. Unfortunately, but yeah, no for me. You guys don't want to talk about Division Resurgence? I, my notes here, I wrote, uh, I wrote three words: mobile and not good. Yep. I think that's yep. up that's okay. Division Look, Resurgence. Then, we've got another mobile game coming up, so there's still time to rag on mobile. <laughs> Right now, in fact, Rainbow Six Mobile. You guys like mobile games, right? Rainbow Six Mobile. That was that was a thing. 
Um, Is Sam Fisher in this one? <laughs> probably. I probably. don't fucking know. It's, it's a note for me. Let's move yeah, on. Because I'm assuming it's a note for everyone. Like, well, you're be assuming it correctly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even watch the actually, trailer. I saw the word mobile. I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm not putting myself through this. I also saw Rainbow Six, and I have nothing against Rainbow Six. I'm just... I, that game is so far past being accessible to my brain right now. Like, I can't... I can't deal with it. So, um, anyway, Brawlhalla also showed up with some friends, one in particular, two in particular, sorry, Alucard and Simon Belmont from Castlevania. Why can't I have a Castlevania game? Konami. I didn't see this and I'm, I'm, oh, okay. What's this pain happening in me? It's it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. If you want to play a Castlevania in a Smash type game, go play Smash. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of parts of this showcase that I didn't see because I and I went on YouTube to watch the Ubisoft showcase and then I started up and it goes for like an hour and forty minutes. I'm like, that was that was bold <laughs> yeah. of you. So I stopped that video and I thought I watched the highlights. So I went to a few different websites and uh, sorry, a few different like YouTube channels, and I noticed that they didn't upload everything. And you know what? Good choice. This because was, a, I think, this was one of the pre-show things as well before the actual show started. And that, well, oh, not even good enough to make the show about mobile games. Because I'll tell you this right now: like scanning for the rest of this article, which has one more thing. This leaves out Just Dance and um, Rocksmith as well, which were both there. Oh, it does. I actually, I kind of wanted to talk about Just not Dance. Not too bad. Not important enough. Nope. That's <laughs> fine. Anyway, Brawlhalla okay. is a nope and fucking give me a Castlevania game. Can, Can I say cowards. dope for Just Dance just to say that the track list so far is nope? <laughs> uh, it's got more by KDA in there. Thank you very much. Um, I, I like, the KDA you put, song. But also, you put KDA I could just in something, to I'll a fucking KDA be there. Song. I could just do that instead. Yeah, but I want to do it. I do as well. <laughs> all, I wanted to, all I wanted to say about Just Dance is I appreciate the fact that they're finally going and saying... It's a platform now. Yeah, but okay, and I, I agree, but now there's, there's too many platforms because Rocksmith is the same thing. I'm, I'm, yeah, but I'm going to be getting Rocksmith. I have to play the um, beta last year. Assassin's Creed Affinity, it's just... Yeah, many, I, yeah I understand. Many, there's too many services. I understand. And, <laughs> Even and Rocksmith... They all of them make sense as services, there are now too many services. <laughs> Wait till Rabbids becomes like, a service. Mario Rabbids oh as a service. Oh. It'll, be like a, it'll be like a Mario Party game, but there's... It'll be Fall Guys with Rabbids. It'll be like a Mario um, Party game, but they'll support it, unlike Nintendo and Mario Party. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but yeah, I, I like Just Dance. I, I always have a soft spot for Just Dance because there is nothing better than have it if you're having friends over for I, some drinks. Booting up Just Dance and just flailing around. Just the Dance like, is my idiot. favorite, it's, one of my favorite parts of the Ubisoft booths at any of the expos. Of course. Honestly. Yeah. Just yeah. so much. Even if I don't like the song, I'm like, I love this energy. <laughs> Look how much fun yeah, you're exactly. having. Exactly. It's just a good vibe there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'll, I've I've had a few parties before where like we just like chuck dust dance on in the background and like people would just come over and pick up a Wiimote and just hold on to that. And the fact now that you can use your phone as the controller is a great idea as well. So it's like everyone's got a controller in their pocket that they can just come over and jump in. And we, um, have, we need to find a way to make that work for like rock band and stuff so that they can oh live. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Instead Please, of relying on it. these archaic plastic instruments that I'm drowning in. <laughs> Don't get me started. All right. I think it's time to move into the, the beefy part of this, which is the Assassin's Creed showcase. I feel like we'll probably dope or nope our way through this as well. So let's start off with something 
positive, I guess, which is Assassin's Creed Mirage. Oh, I was um, so surprised. Yeah. Oh, I was whoa. shocked. Well, I said in Baghdad. Oh my gosh. Oh, what a what a plot twist in setting. Um. Yeah. So this was obviously leaked. It's a dope. Among, honestly. Yeah, and yeah, it's a dope. What do you say, Jesse? Is it dope or a nope? Look, I think everybody say dope, and there's a reason that I'm changing my mind to a nope. Shortly, <laughs> oh. and I'm not happy. Yep, yep, yep. We will get to that. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be uh, the main character of this one will be Basim. Uh, I'm not familiar with, but I believe both of you have played Valhalla. The so. real ones who, who, who survived Valhalla, they know. <laughs> yep. Um, and I say, su- I say, survived. <laughs> I didn't get far <laughs> enough in. <laughs> okay, there you go. See, I I didn't even touch it. So Sorry, it's, I, uh, yeah. I only got four hundred hours into it. Not not far enough. <laughs> Must have been the latter uh, seven hundred, but not the final chapter, which isn't out yet. Oh my God, yeah, we'll get to that doing? too soon. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it's uh, sort of like a prequel story for that particular character, set in Baghdad, um, and it's going to be a more like narrative, like more linear focused. Stripping out the RPG elements, like no dialogue options. Great name for a podcast. Um, I'm going to do it on my own show. Um, stripping out that all that kind of stuff. Um, the easiest way to say it is it's like, it's classic AC. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's sticking with like a much. story mode. Great name for a podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh, Got them both. there it is. There it is. Thank you for listening there to this week's is. episode of. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Wrap it up. Um. So, yeah, there, there was like a three and a half minute sort of cinematic trailer that now, I was say, very good. This is where my beef comes in. Oh, okay. Because mm, that's it. Oh, okay. They, that's yeah, where she has a trailer right. yeah. and they're like, yeah, that's Mirage. See you later. I'm like, can I have like like any gameplay? Any. And they're like, no, you can't. I'm like, okay. I will say, though, for right. a CG trailer, there were some parts of that CG trailer where I was like, is this live action? Because the character models were very fucking I've always good. believed, especially with Assassin's Creed, um, Ubisoft kills it with their CG trailers. Like that's true. Especially yeah. some of those older ones, like Assassin's Creed Two, uh, Brotherhood, especially even Revelations, a game that I don't like, has a great CG trailer. They're just good at mm-hmm. it. Yeah. This trailer um, got me the most hype I've been for an AC game since Black Flag. There we go. I lost my go. mind over this. The the thing is a love letter to. Um, AC1 and AC1 and 2 are the best Assassin's Creed games. Odyssey is the best different game. <laughs> Odyssey yeah. is the best like Mercenaries Creed game. Exactly. They're going back to the assassinations. The fact that you see your character actually cutting off his finger again, it's like it's going back to that. Um, mm-hmm. And even having like but- the post assassination like one on one. Yes. Which I know was in Valhalla, but it just felt weird in Valhalla. It didn't make any sense when it happened in any of the later games. This one is it makes sense again in, in this this framing. Throwing knives. Going like when you look at Valhalla and you see fights happen, you're you're a brawler. You know, you're a big tough Viking. In Odyssey, it's you know, just straight up normal combat. In this one, you are absolute machine and that's how what i felt like playing especially ac2 when you could just walk through a crowd smoke bomb and then you leave the smoke and there are just bodies it was so empowering yeah again we're just judging from the trailer here but if that's what they're tapping into again 
that scene where he just kills three people like nothing as a thrown knife, the people throwing out a smoke bomb that escapes up the roof. Oh, got my, he uses, my heart pumping. He uses someone as a fucking human shield who's against someone who's firing a flaming arrow at him. Like I was like, Jesus, that's awesome. When he, when he did the triple assassination, like that was amazing. Just for stab, stab, stab. I'm like, oh, yep. All right. All right. I could fuck with this. Yeah, so so Jesse, you obviously this this has obviously got you very. Oh no, sorry, Karen. I was going to say no, once again, if we're doing shout outs, the glorious pipes of Sharer Agashlu, Agdashlu, just put put her in every game. Her and voice I'll play is it. so cool, just so good. And they knew it because actually she was she um had a little bit where he talked. She talked about being in the game, and I'm like, you they, you know, we all know best voice. Just put her in everything. Just do it. I don't know. Make it work. <laughs> Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, your voice is giving you chills. It's so yeah, like, it's just oh, threatening and powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so Jesse, obviously, this trailer did a lot, a lot for you, and the idea of Assassin's Creed Mirage. So, I, I guess you're pretty excited by the fact, you know, that there's not going to be any modern day stuff in this one. Is that gonna, is that is that fair to say? First, I return the king stuff with you. Now you're continuing <laughs> on with this bullshit, eh? I'm I'm fucking throwing stones in glass houses today, baby. You've I'm invited like me into your around. house, the dialogue off your house, <laughs> and you've you've punched me square in the penis. Okay. <laughs> now, okay. <laughs> I think the, the name of this game is very appropriate, Mirage. Okay. <laughs> because as an Assassin's Creed fan, I've been wandering in the desert for years. Okay. I I remember the good times, but now I'm I'm thirsty. I I need. Just the, the life-giving nutrients and water and hydration. And I could see that. I could see that. As I've walked closer to this paradise of narrative-driven assassinations, bringing back, you know, your triple assassinations, big crowds, interesting location, Baghdad looks incredible, amazing voice cast. I've got closer and that paradise has shimmered and faded because they have announced that there'll be no animus, there'll be nothing in the future. There'll be nope. none of that because a bunch of goddamn simpletons on the internet got mad about it. Oh, I can't handle more than one time in me games. Get out of here, grow up, read a book for once or something. Give me the animus. You can't say this game's a love letter to, to AC1 and then spit in its face like this. It's a love letter, but the the envelope also had some anthrax in it, I guess. Just a I'm little bit. I'm so disappointed by this. I thought it could be a really cool way wow. to reboot it, get people on board. It's interesting. Joel, get to be the Assassin's Infinity part. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's probably as, be- as good a time as any to move on from Mirage to one of the other big announcements that was has been leaked for ages and we didn't really know exactly what it was. And honestly, <laughs> after this, still don't really know what it is, uh, which is Assassin's Creed Infinity. Um, it seems like some sort of platform. It's a hub. <laughs> for Assassin's in, Creed. In, yeah. yeah it's, it's, I mean, this is the, this is a, a nope that I'm going to dope just so we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. that there's good, there is, there is some good stuff to come from this, but I just don't, it still feels very unclear. Do you know what this feels like? It feels like when the Wii U got announced, when everyone was like looking at going, I think I, I, do I get it? Is it a new thing or is it an add-on to a thing that I already own? Or is it, 
something else completely different. I'm not sure. This is a dope because they have, must have been so goddamn high when they thought of this. They have just bumped a bunch of like words like synergy and stuff into these description of whatever this. This is like a nebulous thing. They've given the most nebulous name of infinity or infinite or whatever. Before the show, I said, you know, I couldn't really find. I thought there would have been a trailer explaining what infinite was. Sorry, is it infinite or infinity? Uh, infinity. 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 Yeah. Um, because let's face it, the last big game with infinity in its name did really well. Disney Infinite. Um, <laughs> I thought there'd be a trailer breaking down. Exactly it was, it was a great game. It's a great game. Womp womp. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> I, I thought there'd been a trailer breaking down exactly what this was, and I may have just missed it. So I asked you guys. And we just went around in circles like, I've got no clue. Like, literally, I have an article from IGN that talks about a bit about what it is, but it sounds like, yeah, because from what I watched, I didn't see any actual information besides them being like, hey, AC Infinity is where we're like a hub thing where these games will live. I'm like, what does that even mean? And now we know that that's what it is. It's, it seems like it's going to be like a launcher or something where you'll be able to sort of jump into these new Assassin's Creed games, which we'll talk about more after this. But also it's where the modern day stuff is going to live now. And I don't yep. know how I... I mean, I can imagine Jesse's is, is disappointed. But even me, I didn't really care too much for the modern day stuff, but I don't know how it services it to sort of rip it out and stick it in this. I don't really This is know. proof that the Templars have already won. I <laughs> did it they won they've done it and you know what they, they deserve to win it. good for them um, I was always like like here, I, I, I'm sorry, I sorry John really, really quickly there's a quote here yeah. where they talk about it um, where's, what's this guy's name where's the name I can only see the surname because obviously they're just quoting what he said uh, it's Mark Alex's quote or Kosh and um, it's just a little quote it just says, um, people who just love immersing themselves in the past will be able to jump right in there and never be interrupted or need to know who Desmond or Layla is. The implication then is that the main games will now be solely set in the past. So then, like, yeah, I don't know. Are they connected to the Animus thing? Do Is that running? Because the, the way if- we tell the story will evolve with time. It's something that we're doing for the long term, not for the short term. But the abstraction that we want people to have is Infinity is your Animus. It is your DNA Explorer on your desktop. You are the main character, main story character. And that was the way. Uh, that, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, that's. I hadn't read that article, and I'm like, I bet you that's how they fucking sell it. They'll be like, Oh, we, you wanted that? This is the Animus now. Look at it, and it's gonna like as soon as you boot it up, it'll be like you're logging into the Animus. It's gonna have all that fucking faff about it. A hundred percent. That makes so much more so sense clever. now. Did yeah, I yep, wish for this 100%. on a monkey's paw or something like that? It's like, oh, you want <laughs> yeah. the Animus back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what you wish for? Your computer's you the own, Animus. <laughs> you got your own personal Animus. Yeah. I don't oh know. my god! Like I said, I'm not. I wasn't even that big of a fan of the modern day stuff, but I don't think this is a good place to put not it like or this. a good direction to stick it. I was always, to be fair, I was always interested in the idea of them linking it with like modern day stuff. I like the idea of that, especially in the earlier games. I just, I just feel like they got scared when it got to the point <laughs> when it got to the point when they were like, like Abstergo became not Ubisoft. Yeah. Like that was where it was like, okay, all right, for so, me. What, what, I, what are you doing here? I bounced out because I really felt like they were at a stage where they're like, I don't think we're going to get too invested in this when they killed Desmond. When that happened, I was like, oh, you guys are just done, aren't you? You don't, you don't want to fuck with this too much anymore. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he yeah. was kind of the anchor. 
and they've, they've sort of tried to bring it back around with Layla, but even in that quote there, they're clearly just like, look, you want him to know who Desmond or Layla is. I'm like, all right, I guess. Fuck that. Do you know, do you know what this also reeks of? This reeks of like Destiny 1 being like, if you want to know the story, oh. you have to go outside onto your computer to look up the Grimoire text there. I, I keep, I keep going, going to call it Disney Infinite. <laughs> Let's create Infinity. This is what my idea for this should have been. Would have been make this a PSVR two game. Where you you are in the modern day, you go and you go into each anima in, into the animus. You get loaded up. There's a number of levels. They are short missions, different stages throughout time. Make this a bit of a showpiece to show off the VR, but also to flesh out the, the backstory. And also, I think playing it in VR would help you understand what the animus is more. I think a lot of people don't quite understand what it does. Having you live that out would have been pretty sick. Well, especially um, if you I guarantee, played the I guarantee Creed's. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you they are fucking working on that. I will, I will like, if that's almost like a, an absolute bet that they're working on some sort of VR experience that's Animus related. I I'll forgive 100% them. 100% If that. they get that right, I'll forgive them because PSVR 2 stuff is looking dope. If they can nail it. I don't sick. know if they'll get it. I don't know if they'll get it right, but I feel like they are working on something like that, especially with with it, like this whole Assassin's Creed Infinity thing. I feel like that being a part of it, yeah, they, that, that's almost a lock. They also mentioned they're going to find a, there's going to be a way to bring all the games together via multiplayer. There's going to well, the one of the things it, I saw mm. mentioned about Infinity is it will be like a multiplayer mode that will sort of incorporate all time periods, which really gives me like Fortnite sort of vibes. Like, are we about to get? Battle Royale. I mean, I was, I, I was would, thinking, I more- would be, I would be super okay with just like this massive city, and you're just like these different individual assassins. That would be very oh. cool. Uh, oh, okay. First, if they had different modes, and one of them was first to the target, that would be oh, that thick. Would be cool. That's but great. also, yeah, if they did go Battle Royale mode, um, like down that path, Ubisoft did have um For Honor. Yeah, they've done something with True. a little bit of that DNA. And Foreigners, I think, a little bit underappreciated. That was a pretty cool game. I love what I played in that game. It just... Yeah, me too. It, it got away from me, but I remember... Mm-hmm. I love... Yeah, that combat was so That combat fun. was super rewarding. There was something was really hard, cool. but when, once you landed... I'm, I'm surprised it didn't really kick off that. It's still, um, like, see, it's still getting my, seasonal support, but yeah, like it just isn't a big talking point anymore. When does that come My mind... <laughs> oh, God. Hasn't hit my, that tier of popularity, I guess. <laughs> My mind for it, like the, the multiplayer Assassin's Creed, when they're saying they want to incorporate all the different time zones, is a hero shooter of sorts, where you have the main protagonists and characters from different Assassin's Creed games that you can pick between that have different abilities and, and like... Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, that, that would make sense. Yeah, like team comps and all that kind of stuff. I feel like that would be something that... And honestly, that sounds kind of cool. Look, but, I, I very briefly played a couple of the older Assassin's Creed games multiplayer modes. And yep. they were fun. Like they were, they were fun. They were a fun thing to mess around in. Um, but I think the most imp- the Sorry. most important thing. Oh yeah, you got one just more. Real quickly, yeah. I've just thought of um uh, a multiplayer mode. Um, what's it called? It's like in Call of Duty stuff like that, where you, where one player is like an item, like an object. Oh, prop, oh, hunt. Uh, prop hunt. Yeah. Imagine a prop hunt oh, kind of game with Assassin's Creed, where you you are an NPC, you're trying to hunt down. That would be target. very that good. Would be good, actually. See, they should be asking me what they should be yeah. doing in the series. These are free yeah, ideas, go. Ubisoft. They're free, right, exactly. <laughs> They're all yours. Um, so I think the two most the, the two most exciting things to come out of this Assassin's Creed Infinity 
announcement or, you know, explanation uh, is we're going to look at two new uh, games that are codenamed uh, Assassin's Creed Red, codename Red and codename Hex. Um, now, codename Red is a set in feudal Japan. It's finally happening. Assassin's Creed in Japan. Um, RPG you were saying, in the style of Origins and Odyssey and Valhalla. Yes. You're saying this is going to be like a big, big boy one um, where you sort of get to take on the, the role of like a shinobi basically and get to be a cool ninja in the feudal Japan Again, times. I know there's a lot of talk going around about these. These are both dope for me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One's a lot, lot more dope than the other for me. I hope it's Ooh. the one. Of, I hope it's the one that's the same as me because, like, there's one that's really dope sounding. Um, yeah, a lot of talk going around about how you know Ghost of Tsushima may have already eaten Ubisoft lunch, Ubisoft's lunch here with Go- with their game, but I I do think there's room for Co- for Codename Red to sort of be different. As I said to John right before we started recording, this that short clip they show of like that Shinobi, I'm like, I'll play as that mm-hmm. character. Yeah, that, that right yeah. there, you got me. I'm in. Um, Hex. so Hex. Yeah. Well, well, Jesse, what are your thoughts on, on, on Red first before? I think there's, there's room for this in Ghost of Tsushima to live. I didn't know this was going to be a, so. a as, as you called it, a big boy game with like the full RPG elements, um, which isn't my favorite way for Assassin's Creed games to go. And it, it does invite even more comparisons to, to, to Ghost. But I'm wondering when this game's coming up because I think it's, it's nearest competitor is going to be that um, wins off. Oh, oh where yeah, wins me? Where wins yeah. me? I because I, that had a lot of the show the showiness I guess of the Mirage trailer. Like they're bringing that to their other games as well, yeah, just to kind of absolutely. do a bit of a soft reboot of everything. Mm-hmm. That will be the closest comparison. I imagine they'll come out at similar times as well. So that'll be interesting. There wasn't point. enough of this trailer yeah, to go off, and I. I just feel like they missed the boat with Japan. I would have liked a different point in time in Japan. I just think that Shinobi looks so cool. It does look cool. <laughs> yeah. Because like, oh! you're, you're absolutely right. Like a different point in time and they have, they've taken too long to get here. But like, To be fair though, you give anyone a sword and you make them a silhouette on a, on a red background, they look and look cool. You give me a sword True. and put me on a red background. I'm like, you'd be like, oh, shit, okay. Badass. Have at it. Let's and the lights story. will come on. You're like, ah, oh, this is an idiot. <laughs> For all the talk of Valhalla, and it's, I know it's, I, look, hear me out. I know it's too big. I know the game's too long. It was also, it was gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> and the idea of like taking that and doing it with Feudal Japan, I'm like, that's, yeah. Okay, I'm too weak to say no to that. I think you have, I think you have Stockholm Syndrome. You spent too much time <laughs> in Valhalla. <laughs> Um, I mean, I bounced off of Origins. I got halfway through Odyssey, but I finished Valhalla. All right, let's get to the. No, you haven't. No, that's that's true. So yeah, I haven't finished. So I haven't wrapped up my whole story. Codename Red uh, is yeah the feudal Japan one, but Codename Hex is going to be focused around the Holy Roman Empire's witch trials. Really, really, really useful to note here. Is again, we know so little about it. There's a quote in this article I've got out about Infinity where Coates says that what it, what I can confirm to you about Hex is it is not an RPG. When I say it's a different type of game, I want people to go, to go beyond the expectations of Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. They're all an iteration of our RPG design, right? But Hex and Red are taking different tracks. Yeah, I think it's going to be very um, 
Uh, send you a sacrifice. Very Hellblade. That would be cool. Yes. I want it to be yep. small and personal. Mm. And what a setting. And can I just say, like, the trailer we got was just the logo. And that is the best the Assassin's yeah. Creed logo has ever looked. Yeah, absolutely. Like 100%. 100%. I was just like, whatever it this was, is, I'm there. Yeah. It, it, is this going to be like a horror? Could you imagine an Assassin's I Creed think, horror game? so cool. I think there's going to be, I, mean, I feel like there's going to be most notably supernatural elements in this because like, they've done it, they do it all the time in Assassin's Creed games. So I feel like this one actually, like, we, we do have a director as well for Hex. Yes. So uh, Clint Hawking, who is uh, uh, previously directed games like Splinter Cell, Chaos Theory, Far Cry 2, and Watch Dogs Legion, is directing this. Uh, is directing Hex. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it's the one that gets a lot of people excited because I never played Far Cry 2, but a lot of people love that game. All right. Love, I, love contracting malaria. It's fun. This Hex. is... I, I, I like to say, like sit down and theorize, you know, what would be a really cool location for Assassin's Creed, or a time period for Assassin's Creed. And I never would have picked the Witch Trials. No, me this neither. This is such yeah. an no. original and interesting... It's actually, it's quite ironic. I was recently listened to like a five-part podcast on the witch trials and right. absolutely fascinating and wrong everyone's perception of them are. So I'm very, 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 very keen for this. Keen for this. Yeah. The paranoia a, of everyone and everything. Oh. I it's such a fascinating... I can't it's, believe, it's, like, because again, like I said, I was ready to, as much, like, my Assassin's Creed relationship is so all over the place but i was ready to write most of this stuff off but hex has me genuinely excited and we know so little about it but the potential that is there yeah cool it's it's so funny that the, the, the two sort of like mysterious announcements that they had were codename red which is feudal japan assassin's creed which everyone's wanted forever and then something like an assassin's creed game set in, during the witch trials which nobody fucking thought about and has everyone gone Okay, yes, that that makes kind of sense. I'm intrigued. Um, I, yeah, I, exactly. I do worry a little bit. Uh, I, I've said this so many times. I don't love when Assassin's Creed does the supernatural stuff. I, I did cringe a little bit at the end of the Mirage trailer. Yeah. You see like, that deep yeah. thing. Um, you know that would go absolutely over the top with it in the uh, in red. And I do worry and that Hex... I think Hex would be better if it was very realistic. Because that time period itself was mm. twisted and dark enough as it is. Yeah. It very much like was when go... there's like, you know, people are the real monsters sort of time. Yeah. We just have to cross I, feel like they could go... I think at this point. <laughs> I feel like they could go like a, a bit of like Boy Who Cried Wolf with it, where they sort of do it so much and it's like, no, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Oh, wait. No, it is in this one particular instance. Like, fuck. I like, nobody believes us anymore. My housemate played like some of that, those late game Assassin's Creed Origins boss fights where you're fighting the Egyptian gods. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. What, what's happening uh, yeah. here? Yeah. You know. Ubisoft are putting this supernatural stuff into all their games, all the, like, like Far Cry. Yeah. Why? What do you do? No, stop. stop. Come on. Please. It worked. It's because it, it's because it, it worked in three, and they were like, "We could do it again," and they sort of like quadrupled down on it. Like, here's why it still annoys me. Like, they they talk so much about these games being, you know, historical, and then have the supernatural stuff, and it's just like, no, you can't, you can't have 
both. It's yeah. weird, like, they do all these like documentaries and things breaking down the, the history. They do like, these like learning the, the tours. tours and all that. Yeah. yeah. So they, they understand how rich and important and, and fascinating the history the, the, is. But they still, like, they, <laughs> yeah, they still need to like, like embellish it. And I, I feel like that's talking down to their audience a little bit. I, again, the early AC games were realistic. I mean, you know, some of these groups existed. You know, some people really did want to punch the Pope out. These things happened. Imagine if the Pope had a second form and he turned into an octopus. It would have been garbage. But no, you just fought an old man. It was great. I guess you could call it fighting. So the last little bit uh, to sort of touch on here from the Assassin's Creed rock block uh, is there will be another codename project game within the Assassin's Creed universe called Project Jade. It is going to be a mobile game. This is the one that's going to be sort of bankrolled by Tencent because um, they sort of struck up a partnership with Ubisoft quite recently, I believe. Um, and it's going to be set in China and it's going to have a fully customizable protagonist. Um, nope. It's, pardon? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, the other thing which I think is really, really cool because I'm actually a bit of a fan of the way that Netflix are doing this Um Ubisoft are going to be working with releasing games with Netflix um, via their game service, which is very, very cool. If you're interested in playing some fun mobile games and you have a Netflix subscription, go to the app on your phone. It's right there. You can just download these games and they are, there's some real bangers in there. Honestly. It's all in the Netflix app. If you open the Netflix app on your phone, down the bottom, it says games and you can pick the game you want and it'll take you to the, whichever platform you're they using are the terrible iOS. at communicating it but yeah they, it, is, yeah. it is in the app on, yeah. on the mobile phone i point, like how i just be- i just went with like assassin's creed like service thing oh like a launcher no thanks netflix though yeah, well, i mean yeah, i've already got it it's um like how yeah, is, how is it finally gonna work on consoles that's what i'm Kyron, confused about it's not <laughs> touche touche all right well played uh, so there will be another uh, Assassin's Creed game that will be released through Netflix service uh, alongside Mighty Quest, something else as well I'm not familiar with. And I don't know if it's the original or if it's a new Valiant Hearts game, but Valiant I'm Hearts sure, was also yeah. mentioned as well. So, but it seemed the way that I've seen some people talk about it, it might be a new Valiant Hearts game, um, which I'd is pretty cool that. as well. Even if it's not like Valiant Hearts would great. actually work pretty well on a on a touch screen, and I would actually like to finish playing that game. Oh no! Um, Modern Ubisoft have got to it. You fight you fight an octopus at the end now. Oh yeah, history is right, yep. not interesting enough. No, 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 no. Um. So yeah, and they'll they'll all be like, except for the Project Jade, um, will be playable through uh, the Netflix app and your subscription. So without any extra cost. So. Again, I, I will fly this flag because I do enjoy a good mobile game. Pointy is my like is my hot tip to get on the Netflix app. Also, um, Shatter, uh, the remastered version of Shatter, great, a great game. like PS3 Put uh, brick breaker game on PS5. Yeah, um, is available on I there love as well. Shutter. Very very love good. Some sound. games very, very good. transfer to mobile well. I would say the Division is not one of them. I would say Assassin's Creed no. is not one of them. This is the equivalent of somebody being like, hey, I want to write a song. Cool. How long is it going to be for? 58 minutes. Okay. That's not going to work song. in this format. 
<laughs> so Assassin's Creed games, the Division games, are these big, epic blockbusters, massive in scope. Some would say too yep. massive in scope. You can't yep. crush them down to a mobile game because the other the other thing is controls on mobile games are never going to be great unless you yeah. have peripherals with them. Which are becoming more common now with things like um, like Backbones and um, uh, the Razer Kishi as well, I think is another really good one. But if you just want your, your everyday player just playing it on their phone, like on-screen buttons, these games are too complex for it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're switching yeah. between weapons, you're doing this and that. And honestly, by yeah, the time you're you know, pairing up a controller, at that point, just like put it on console. <laughs> just yeah. A, look, just a radical idea. And... Because that's why I'm concerned for Jade, right? Because the, tra- the trailer they showed for it really was selling this idea of a of a large world. Like they sort of fly through this, this through some this Chinese but, settlement. There's like the Great Wall is there. I'm like, how big is it? Let's do it. Let's face it though. Phone? <laughs> Here's the thing. This isn't. This is being bankrolled by Tencent. This isn't a game meant for oh, no, no. audiences like us. <laughs> this is meant for. Um, uh, like they give Eastern us markets, <laughs> yeah. Th- th- this is meant for like Eastern markets where mobile gaming is a thing that people do, yeah, all the fucking time, and it is a lu- like lucrative industry. So, Tencent I, I, I get it, Ubisoft, but also it's like saw on mm. team out with the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, but, but that was the Ubisoft forward showcase thing. It was a thing. It was a thing. Um. Don't know if it should have been a thing, but we'll see. Uh, but any closing thoughts on that before we put a bow on this I one? I think we pretty succinctly nailed it to the ground. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, then, in that case, Karen, that's that's the show. You All wrap right, us up for it? I'll, I'll, I'll take us out. I'll free us from from the, the, the <laughs> grasp of Eves Gilmont and whatever the hell's going over there. Uh, as always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate you taking two hours out of your life to listen to us rant to you about stuff. Like, this is what we do. And if you, if you listen, you're pretty great. Uh, if you want to follow us, you can find us on social media where we are just Dialogue Options. And of course, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, feel free to chuck us a share, review, stars, thumbs ups, shares, anything counts and helps and we'll be ever so thankful for any of it you can give uh and before i get to our our tag stroll i want to say that jesse for coming on and joining us to talk about all this stuff where can they find you and your podcast jesse um you can find me under your local bridge hiding hanging out riddles um <laughs> sorry that assassin's creed stuff just broke me not I'm finishing at- metroid dread <laughs> <laughs> um you can find myself at jesse spanner on twitter and you can find uh my podcast at Story mode AUS. Thanks for being here. It was great to have you. Oh, thanks yeah, for having me. I'm always stoked to come on board. Um, Such a good time. As for me, you can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX, where it's been tweeting a bunch of Destiny shit. Although I did retweet it as a game coming out in a couple of weeks called The Outbound Ghost, which looks great. It just looks like, like most indie games these days, where it's just like, Hey, Nintendo, make a Paper Mario. And Nintendo's like, fuck you. And he's like, all right, I guess I'll do it. It's basically that, really. This indie's like, what if I just make a Paper Mario-style game? And yeah, it looks very, very cool. But that's coming out later this month. Uh, where can they find you, Joel? You can find me at Mac, where uh, I've been tweeting a lot lately. 
Um, but the, the, the thing Shocking, I wanted to point really. out... <laughs> Concerning um, more than anything. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, you could say that. Other thing I wanted to shout out is that um, I, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about the story of this 13-year-old Western Australia boy who wanted to paint his nails and express himself. Um, he was like, he's into skateboarding and like art around skateboarding and making skateboarding films and things. And he liked to paint his nails and he wanted to go buy some nail polish from the chemist. He felt really uncomfortable doing so. Um, so he talked to his mum about it and with the help of his mum, he decided to start his own business selling a nail polish that comes in like a pen form um, that is like a heavy duty one as well. It's called Glossy Boys. Um, and I ordered like the beginner's kit for it. It's on pre-order because they sold out like almost instantly apparently. Um, and yeah, so I've, I've ordered like the, uh, the, like the beginner's kit. And so I bad. Cannot, like, rad. It, so good. And like, he is so well-spoken when you listen to his interview, the interviews that they've done with him. He's just like, yeah, I just wanted to make something that was accessible for people like me. Like, you know, and he even talks about like, you know, the fact that it's in pen form, like those little brushes are really hard to use when you're painting your nails can speak for that because it's fucking a nightmare um and he said like you know it's it's more accessible for people with you know um disabilities or or, or, or like in a decreased mobility that can use these like things that are a lot easier to hold in your hand like a pen uh compared to a tiny little brush you're painting your nails with anyway it's a it's, it's a fucking badass story this kid's rad and i cannot wait to get this this cool little package in the mail of some sweet um new nail polish that I can fuck around with. Um, but yeah. That's awesome. All right, then. Well, I'll let our wonderful outro see us out and we'll catch you all next time. Options podcast.